0: Hey folks. Yeah, here we are. Another day. Uh, It always starts out like that. I don't know why. Uh, Man. Hey, have you ever lived in a world where the president of the United States just goes rogue? (laughs) Just does weird, horrible shit. All right. Listen, I I don't know what it is to be the president. I don't know what it's like. It's got to be rough. I don't care who it is. Trump. Obama, Reagan, Carter, Bush, 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 Bush—all four or two for four terms. I I, just—I—I don't. It's got to be rough, all right. I don't care who you are, but you know, I think I'm under the impression, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm under the impression that the president is not just allowed to do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Like he can't him and uh, what's his. Uh, what's the mannequin? What's the mannequin's name that works for? Oh yeah. Pence. Yeah. That guy, the mannequin. They can't, they can't fly together. Right. Because if they crash, they both go down. That's not allowed. So you can't do exactly what you want. So he says he's taken this drug <laughs> just cause you know, the, the white house doctor said it was okay. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, it's weird. I I hope he keeps it up because I hear it's really bad for you. So I hope he keeps it up. Anyhow. I don't know. This is a weird week. It's well, every week has been a weird week. You know, tensions are rising. (laughs) See it all over the place. Everywhere. Yeah. And I think it's just getting to everybody. I don't know. I'm still I'm still sticking with it. I'm still locked down Johnny. You know? I haven't been to like, you know, one of the things I really enjoyed doing was i you know, on occasion I'd go over to Target and I'd I'd peruse the toy section and I'd uh look for, you know, certain new releases that I am interested in, mainly that maybe a Star Wars figure, a Star Wars or a Transformer. That's yeah, just, that's my thing. I liked it. I enjoy doing it. I like seeing what's new. I like finding that new thing on the shelf. It's, I, it's fun to me. Haven't done it in like two months and I'm itching. So hope I can do that at some point. I don't know. I'm not sure. So this week, I'm going to keep this one relatively short because the show, folks, the show's a long one. We went long on this one. Oof. Mamaloosh. yeah. So I'm going to keep this relatively short. However, this week marks in uh, a, a, a significant point in time for uh, a certain game studio. that believe they're called Tripwire, and they're releasing a new game. A new game about a shark, about a shark that terrorizes people and eats people and destroys boats and kills wildlife under the ocean, sea life seafood, whatever. And that's supposed to be a big deal. The game is called Man Eater, right? Myself and Pete Shirey, albeit Pete Shirey more than me, are very excited about this game. My excitement level is about at a five. Pete seems to be about at a nine. You know, we talked, we've been talking about this game for quite some time. I'm, I'm excited. I want it to be good. And I talk about it on the show, so I'm not going to go into it here, but I'm going to say I want it to be good, but I think maybe it won't be. I have a feeling I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be mediocre at best. Again, I hope I'm wrong. Regardless, to signify this fun week, uh, Pete and I have been talking about doing a, a show dedicated to the films of Jaws. hmm So we did. We did a, uh, we talked about Jaws one, two, three, and goddamn number 4. <laughs> we even threw a little Meg in there for you at the end, you know, but again, we talk about the things we like, the things we don't like, the deeper cut stuff, all, it's a big, wide mix of things all around Jaws. You want to know our favorite parts, you want to know our most scary, the terrifying parts, want to know the parts we think are just weird, and maybe the parts you've never even noticed. Listen in. This is the Jaws extravaganza with Pete Shirey on Brenzor's Dead. Oh, and it's a three-peat for Pete. Just FYI. Oh, there it is. Right into the water. Jump right in. Take a dive. The water's fine, Harry. Into the Jaws extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh welcome uh back to the show pete Sherry. you're you are a fucking three-timer wow you realize that you're we a three-peat
1: done, we have done the three hey i am a 3 Pete. how about you're,
0: that <laughs> you're a 3 Pete. Wow.
1: You know, it's yeah. very much like Jaws. They should have stopped at three, but you know, hey, that's another story. It. <laughs> oh, huh? Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I would do this a hundred times. So I, if I end up becoming a, a well, six peed or an <laughs> eight peed, I mean, you know, I, I enjoy it, not just providing all the great listeners with great content, but just to hear that voice that I miss so dearly, it's worth it no matter what we're talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and sometimes you get it, uh, an extra day a week on, uh, on, you know, you know I'm just saying, well, no, it, it's, it's cool, man. I mean, you know, we're, I'm, I'm trying to get people to the five timers club, you know, I'm, nice. I'm making my own SNL, uh, you know, extravaganza here. Nice. So look today on the show, it's, it's another, uh, it's, it's another tangential type of show because we've done it a couple times and we've talked about it. You know, and me, and, uh, or Chris Leader and I did the Back to the Future extravaganza. Well, today's the Jaws extravaganza. And who better to talk about the, the Jaws franchise with than Pete Shirey? Come on. I mean, come on. come on. Other than like having the conversation with myself, who else am I going to have on the show? It's Pete.
1: Yeah, I mean, some things fit. Circle and square pegs. Some fits circle and circle. is this, this is one of those circle and circle times where I'll put you know, my
0: chocolate in your peanut butter. Fight.
1: Absolutely, and it'll taste delicious.
0: <laughs> so what I'm what I, like the Back to the Future thing was I liked that show personally. I, I liked it because it was fun. You know, me and Chris got to talk about all the stuff that we you know enjoyed about the things and things that we found interesting, and there was a little bit of trivia in there. There were some deep cuts. But on this one, I want to do it a little bit differently. I want to talk about just things that are, look, I've seen Jaws seventy six thousand times as heavy <laughs> my friend. All right, yeah, and and I, I don't mean like just Jaws one. I'm just saying the franchise as a whole, um, with probably the majority lying in one and two. I'm not going to lie. Um, but there's so many things in those movies, so many moments, so many pieces of dialogue, so many set pieces, so many mistakes, so many, uh, you know, weird moments across the uh, the franchise. And that's what I want to talk about. Just weird shit that maybe you, you've you noticed, maybe you haven't, maybe you never even thought to look or, or even uh, gave it a second thought. But maybe now you'll go back and check them out, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But first... <laughs> <laughs> there's more <laughs> there's more pete <laughs> there is more you know this is a this is an interesting week because um as many people know i i am a fan i like playing the video games i enjoy them a lot you know and uh i know i know pete does too he's got a fucking arcade in his basement right a hey,
1: little one yet. I do.
0: I don't know "little" is the right word. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. You 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 have like the arcade game that has seventy six thousand games on it that were all like you know A. So yeah. All right. Beyond that, beyond everything else, this is the week that finally, finally, Man Eater comes out. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So uh, what, what What? you asked me before, before the recording button went down, am I excited about it or am I worried? Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I did. Oh, I, only because you you seem like the enthusiasm as the enthusiasm level that I have is like through the roof. But I've not seen that same enthusiasm from you. So I was worried that maybe you're a little worried that this game may be a huge disappointment. So well, we should talk it out. Like this is our therapy session one-on-one. Let's go.
0: Okay. All right. I'll, get, I'll give you the honest answer. First and foremost, I am worried. Okay. I, am, I am concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the, the genre that it's in, the big sandbox, you know, you know, leveling up and, and RPG elements and all that. I love it. I love the fact that it's sharks. I love mm-hmm. the fact that at some point, you can graduate into playing the megalodon. I, I, everything is firing on all cylinders. Okay. Okay. The fact that it's graphic, you can you can attack the peoples. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's lovely. It's lovely limb
1: targeting. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know. Here's why I'm scared. <laughs> uh, I don't know this developer. I don't know what they've done. I've not looked at their history, but their name doesn't stick out to me in any way, shape. Or
1: Tripwire, form. yeah, I can I can add to that when you're done.
0: <laughs> it th- watching the videos that I've seen, all of, even including the the release trailer that came out this week. I watched it mm-hmm. yesterday as well as again today, just to see if like I'm I'm being too critical. It just doesn't look like there's anything to it. Like I want there to be something to it, and I I think what's going to happen judging from what I've seen in the videos, the way that I, and I'm talking about like the physics of the shark and all this kind of stuff, the way things are kind of looking in the videos. And and if you want to put out a, a launch trailer or release trailer, whatever IGN called it, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the company should put out their put their best foot forward to get people excited about their property. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I'm looking at it and I'm just seeing like things that aren't, compelling for some reason and i want it to be compelling so here's what i think's gonna happen now i'm also one of these guys that waits for a review not a preview right and and that's the thing i hate when people think previews are reviews i fucking hate it okay because a preview is not a review okay right? correct a preview is when you're standing outside of the restaurant and you're going oh man smell that that smells good a <laughs> review is after you've eaten there and you go, I want to fucking die. That's a review. <laughs> okay. Uh. Preview, sniffing, smells good. Review, it was garbage. I don't know what the hell I was smelling, but it tasted like poop vomit. Okay. That's a review. So I'm waiting for the review to come out. And I here's, here's the other tell. It better come out before Friday because if it comes out before Friday, typically the companies are like, they're backing their product. They're... They send it out early so that before launch day, to get people excited, they could read the review. Okay? If there is no review come Friday morning, or, you know, I would like it to be Thursday, but if there's no review come Friday morning, I'll be m- even more skeptical. And well,
1: I, there is. I'm going to there's an embargo on it. So, I know there's an embargo on reviews because the review copies are already out. Mm, if you go see? on YouTube... <laughs> If you That's go on YouTube sign. Right now, there are people with three-hour-long gameplay videos, and people that have already played through the whole game already, and the people that are spoiling it because because some some copies shipped out early to different regions of the world. So some people in like Germany and 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 in Europe and in Australia. Have already got the copies of the game that they pre-ordered from their local stores because they shipped early and they they didn't hold the street date.
0: Well, the, typically because if there, if you're saying there's an embargo, I, I get an like street dates I understand, but if you're saying there's an embargo on reviews,
1: there is that is that's
0: a red flag to me because well, I don't should know never what
1: be- the date is though. It could be Thursday, it could be Wednesday, okay. but but I know that they were in the in the official Maneater Discord channel, which I'm involved in. Um, the 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 development team was made sure to post yesterday that there is to be no spoilers in the Maneater Discord for any of the reviewers that got their copies due to the embargo date. But they didn't well, say I'm, when the embargo date sure. was. So it could be tomorrow. It could be Thursday. This And the reason you're there's an embargo, and it's a, it's a legit reason, and this is why I'm not as concerned as you, is that this game is very heavily enveloped in the actual story. And they've already said there's a lot of twists and turns and a lot of unexpected stuff at the end that they really don't want to spoil, which is why there's an embargo because they don't want people doing full playthroughs online like they've already got leaks of early stuff coming. And they don't want to spoil any of it and they're worried that reviewers may go too far into what happens in the story because it's very story driven. Okay, well
0: here, let me let me let me stop you right there. Mm -hmm. If the company sent out review copies, then that's a good thing because they want it to they obviously want people to review it, right? Yes. So yes, there's, there's likely an embargo on it and hopefully it's prior to the launch date. Okay. So long story short, here's my prediction. I think based on what I've seen and I'm, I'm just, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I go, I typically go off of, if I have to pick a a site to, to look at a score and because I feel like they have the same sentiments as me, I go off of IGN. Mm -hmm. IGN's my site for reading reviews and getting all that stuff. I know there's a lot of them. IGN's mine. I think IGN's going to come back with a 6.5. And a 6, it's, the scale is out of 10. And typically anything less than a 7 is, is not amazing. So I'm going to say it's going to come back with a 6.5. Now, do I hope I am wrong? 100% yes. (laughs) I want to like this game so bad. I really do. So we'll see. I think uh, on Metacritic, I think it's going to be in the 60s on Metacritic.
1: Well, you do know IGN's already put up a a basically review of the game because they got to play it in February at one of the games. Yeah, I read. And they thoroughly enjoyed their initial time with Maneater. And that was in an earlier beta version of it. So um, (sighs) what's that
0: smell? That smells so good. That (laughs) restaurant smells so good. That was a preview. All that guy did was say, I played like three hours of it. I had a good time. I, there was elements that I kept going back for more, but I, I read it. I read mm-hmm. that preview. I want to see the review. I want to okay, see no, the new
1: That That is fair. And the reviews will probably all hit either Thursday night, because the game launches at midnight Thursday, and they'll probably be all online ready to go before you can hit the download button on, on Friday. There's a couple things though you got to know about this game, though. A, even it. even though it's a small publisher, this is not a fifty nine ninety nine game. This is a thirty nine ninety nine game. Yeah, I know. Game. It's and $40. and
0: yeah.
1: actually, it's only
0: thirty 20 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's 30, thirty bucks on Amazon right now.
1: It's yeah. thirty bucks, and it's thirty dollars if you buy it through the uh, Epic Store because they've got this rotating ten dollar coupon where if hey. you buy something, you get ten bucks off. So it's a cheap. The pr-
0: game. I, I don't equate price tags to quality. I okay. never have and I never will. Now, granted, I know like AAA titles, like your Final Fantasies and all that are always going to be 60 bucks because there's a benchmark that has been, sure. a precedent that has been set. However, for a new game like this, and it from a, I would say a relatively new developer. Oh, very, I'm low, not, very new. I'm not assigning quality to price tags. I'm okay. not. And, and A, I, I'm glad that they didn't charge 60 for a game like this because A, it's unlicensed. And you know how I feel about licensed products. Yep.
1: Product. Yep. I do. All right.
0: And it, But at the same time, they should pass along like a reasonable price to someone to get people interested. Like yeah, if, if your face was 60 bucks, you go, well, I'm going to either play like Madden, you know, oh, yeah, sure. or I'm going to play, you know, this thing I've never heard of and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, waste my money.
1: So Tripwire so, is a small indie developer that is most notably known for a game called Killing Floor, which is a game that was fairly popular for them. They've done a couple of VR titles and a couple other small titles, but nothing really notable except for the Killing,
0: Killing, wait, Killing Floor. Wait, isn't Killing Floor the game that never came out? No, no, no. Their game is out. Um, uh, mm, I'm thinking of something else then. There was something very similar to a, a game called Killing Floor that never, never made the – well, regardless – Look, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I want to I want to play this game with you. I want <laughs> to be in a party chat with you while we're both playing this game on our consoles. That I don't want happen. to do that. I want that to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just scared. Killing Floor uh, has a 89% positive rating on Steam. It is a co-op sci-fi survival horror game. It came out in 2009. So that was that was Tripwire's first big breakthrough game. They've had a couple VR titles, smaller VR titles since then, and then Man Eater is kind of their next really big. They did mm-hmm. so. Trip Tripwire has done uh, Red Orchestra. Uh, they've done Killing Floor. They've done Killing Floor Two. They have a game called Espire, uh, which is a VR uh, spy game. And then there's a bunch of smaller games that you probably never heard of, like Dwarfs or. Uh, uh, the, uh, some variants and, and expansions for the Killing Floor franchise, but they're a, v- a red orchestra. They're a very small publisher. They're based out of Georgia. Um, and this is really their, this this Maneater is going to be like their first mainstream
0: kind of hey, big. Bro, look, you know. it looks, and if anybody doesn't know that with this game, go check it out, go look at it. It comes out this week. It looks, it looks good on paper. It really does. I mean, and, and I'm, t- I want it to be good. I really don't think I don't. I really truly do but I'm I'm going to hold hold fast and I think it's going to get about a 6.5 and I think metacritic once you know you know metacritic I mean mm-hmm. metacritic doesn't do reviews they give you aggregate an aggregate score of all the reviews that are out there and right, I think it's right, going right. to be in the 60s
1: See I think it's going to be closer to the 80s I think it's going to be like a solid B plus type movie. It's going to be like an eighty to so, eighty four, and I think that uh, because I think what this the game does a lot of things right. They focused on story. They kept it single player only, so they could just give you the best single player experience you can get. Yep. A lot of RPG, a lot of leveling, a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of a lot of open world, do what you want. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's the just the simple joy of being able to swim around and and you know even Jaws Unleashed, which we're going way back for. Wasn't a great game. Had a lot of bugs and glitches, but just swimming around his jaws and eating people and and blowing yeah, up yeah, boats yeah. that was, was fun. fun. It was and this fun. Game, and this game is going to be a 2020 version of that for basically, except with more actual depth to the storyline and not just go here, destroy this, escape. Go here, destroy this, escape. I mean, there. I've I've done a lot of research on it. I know you don't want to do a too deep a dive because this isn't a show about man eater, but like privately, I can. I can unload my knowledge all over you. So, <laughs>
0: oh god, oh, do that.
1: <laughs> but seriously, no. I, I, I have a lot more hopes, and maybe it's just me because I've been cooped up in this house for three months, and I'm looking for anything to give me some positivity. But I am, I, I am. I only thing I'm worried about is that I've got such high expectations for this game, and that it won't fulfill it. But I mean, I'm I'm thinking this game is going to be like GTA 5 Jaws is what the way the way the game is laid out. And what I've seen in the playthroughs and the dev diaries, which I've watched all five of them. And I've watched a few of the videos of the early play, not any of the newer ones, because I don't want anything spoiled to me. This game looks like it's going to be a 20, 15 to 20 hour blast of story driven, just fun with I another no. 20, with another 20 hours of just searching for all the Easter eggs and unlocks and beating all the apex predators and leveling up to max level where you be the size of like a mega All Revenge right. All shark. right.
0: Leave something for the audience when they, when they buy the fucking game. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> just remember, I'll leave, I'll leave it with this. Just remember, we were both excited about the Meg movie.
1: I like the Meg <laughs> movie though. That's the difference is that I enjoyed the Meg movie and you did not. Oh, <sighs> I,
0: uh, oh God!
1: This is a show about sharks. You're gonna have to put a muzzle on me because I could go on and on. <laughs> about this. I mean, come on! It's like a- asking a bulldog to go to a butcher shop and telling it not to eat any meat. I mean, it's just not gonna happen. So.
0: All right. All right. I didn't well, bring I, any
1: popcorn though, so you should be happy about that.
0: That's. I'm. I'm not only my happy about that. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> hey Pete, what are you doing? Just eating. You know, I I, I
1: did it the first time. On accident, just not thinking, and then after that, it was just I I had to keep doing it because I knew I knew how much it aggravated you. (laughs) Well,
0: it's a thing, yeah, it's a thing,
1: it's a thing. All right, let's get on topic because I know we we probably did that longer than you wanted to on Man Eater, but yes, check out Man Eater. It comes out this Friday, Thursday night at midnight. There'll be plenty of content on online and on YouTube to be able to get an idea before you buy. But if you go to the Epic Store, it's twenty nine bucks. It's a small developer. You know, uh, you guarantee you'll get twenty nine dollars worth of enjoyment out of this game. Even if you don't like sharks, you'll get that much enjoyment out of
0: this game. <laughs> what, what if you're the, What if you're there for the people and not the shark part of the game? <laughs>
1: Well, then you just swim around and kill other animals. You're never forced to kill humans except for like three quests in the entire game. It's they the said you could. I want to do. You, they said that you can play passive and just fight other, other creatures and only do the few missions that require you to actually attack humans. So you can play a pacifist run. Again, I don't want to dive deep into it. Long-
0: brought to you by Pete.
1: Yes, damn right. Hey, Pete, there's I'm, not I enough want, good look, shark content out there. I got to pump I what I can.
0: I want to be This is the one time in forty-seven years, <laughs> I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. All right, so let's uh, let let's talk about this little thing. Okay, little little
1: thing, little franchise. Yeah. Some little of you may franchise. have heard of.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let me let let me ask you: When was the first time you saw Jaws? When was the oh,
1: first time? We did cover this in my uh, second episode, but I'll touch it. for the Yeah, because you asked me what my fa- how my fascination for sharks came about, and I, I told this little oh, story. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. But that I was will tell episode it again. One. That
0: was Pete episode one, by
1: the way. Was it episode one? Okay. Either way, I'll keep it short, because those of you that really want to know can get the deeper dive back in the episode one. Highly recommend it. Best episode ever. <laughs> anyway, um, so Jaws came out in 75. I was only two. So for me to lie and say, oh, I saw it when it came out. I didn't see it when it came out. But- Jaws 2 came out in 78. And at that point, I was old enough to start watching movies, but that movie was one I would never have been allowed to watch. Well, that summer, we lived in an apartment complex that was back backed up to a drive-in theater. So from my bedroom window, after my mom would tuck me to bed, I could crack open the, the curtain and watch drive-in movies with no sound. Well, that summer, they were playing Jaws leading up to the release of Jaws 2. And I saw Jaws, little four or five-year-old me saw Jaws uh, from a drive-in movie with no sound and it horrified the crap out of me I wouldn't take a bath for months I was scared of the water I wouldn't go past my ankles at the beach for a long time but it fascinated me to the point that I got interested in sharks because I saw this shark doing all kinds of crazy shark stuff and I'm like wow they can do that not knowing at that age that you know what sharks really were and and I watched Jaws two when I was too young to watch it, and Jaws three. I was old enough at that point to, you know, I was ten, so I could see it on when it when it finally hit cable and all that, and then Jaws the Revenge, unfortunately. Um, but it just it started my. Watch fascination your mouth.
0: With-
1: hey, hey hey, I get it. I look, I love all Jaws movies. I own Jaws the Revenge. I have it on my arcade. When I do my Jaws marathons at Shark Week every week- year, I watch it. But it's the worst of the three movie or four movies and the numbers on the box office revenue very highly corroborate that, but it's still a job. However,
0: it was also the highest grossing 3d movie until spy kids 3d came out. Well, Jaws 3 that? did not Jaws the Jaws, Revenge. No, yeah, not yeah. Jaws the Revenge. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. Jaws
1: 3. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well. So, so I was, I've been into Jaws since a few years after the original. Like I said, I was, it was 78 when I saw Jaws. And then I saw Jaws 2 that same year. And then I saw Jaws 3 when it came out at 83. And then saw, and it was a funny story. Actually, I saw Jaws. I believe Jaws 3D came out um, and was still in theaters when I believe it was, was it, it was, Return of the Jedi came out in 83 as well. So I want to say that I snuck into Jaws 3D when I was too young to actually go see Jaws 3D. If I remember right, I snuck in with my buddy, good old Donnie, who you know from the Madden League. We went and saw Star Wars and Return of the Jedi and then just snuck in to the jaws 3d and then realized without the 3d glasses it was really hard to watch so i had to wait until i could go back and see it properly uh but uh yeah good times do you know,
0: do you know what the original pitch was for jaws 3
1: jaws 3 the original pitch um the original pitch the original pitch no no not offhand not off All top right. of my head
0: the original pitch was for it to be a a comedy and a spoof of about filmmakers trying to make a second sequel to Jaws, and the original name of Jaws 3D was Jaws 3 People Zero.
1: <laughs> wow, that would have been horrible. I mean Yeah.
0: It was supposed to be a fucking comedy. Which, and let's be honest, it kinda was. It was anyway. still kind of a comedy. <laughs> it was I kind mean, of a comedy.
1: Yeah, the fact that they're at SeaWorld, but they're up against the ocean. I mean, and they're supposed to be in SeaWorld Orlando, I believe, and it's not anywhere near the ocean. It, the whole thing was a comedy.
0: But. It, it was bizarre. But let me let me take a step back because I don't want to start with Jaws 3D.
1: Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, let's not. you,
0: you really got to work your way into a masterpiece like that, you know, by starting with those throwaways one and two.
1: Well, let's talk about starting with the good foot. Let's start with the good foot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and here's a funny thing. I didn't see Jaws. I saw Jaws 2 prior to Jaws when I was a kid. And when I say saw Jaws 2, I mean was in the room while it might have been on TV. Because I was all of eight, I, I believe, when uh, Jaws 2 was... I, so here you go. Here's a fucking... Uh, this will lift the curtain on why my fucking brain works the way it does and why I'm so screwed up. So... I was down, I was like eight years old. I was living in Carlsbad over here, San Diego for, you know, people don't know what the fuck a Carlsbad is. And my grandparents were watching me at the time. And like, you know, I don't, they weren't, my grandparents were lovely people. I love them dearly. They were, they were the best. But for some reason, they, they thought it would be a, a fun idea to like, hey, it's the CBS Sunday night movie, Jaws 2. And they put it on and I'm in the room and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but the, you know, the fucking movie opens with basically, I, it, the, the first time horror takes place in Jaws 2 is the, the, the water skier, you know, mm-hmm. which was the poster child for, for the movie to begin with. Right. Right. So the water skier, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm not really understanding what's going on. <laughs> and I, I don't really know. I, I don't know shark movies at eight. I don't understand you know, and then I, I see like, you know, something happened to girl and I'm like, I, I still don't know. And then they cut to the boat and then like the girl, the, the the lady's driving the boat. She's smiling. She's having a good time. She's like 15 feet from the beach, which always scares, which I think scares the shit out of me more is the fact that you're right there. You're right there and you can't live. And then all of a sudden she does the thing like okay, shark comes up you know chompy chompy on both. Yeah. all right cool right and then this is the part that terrified me not the shark she lifts up she goes i'm looking around for something to hit the shark with and she picks up a can of gas
1: <laughs> a <laughs> and then a flare ga- gun yeah like that's a great combination but,
0: <laughs> but before the flare gun she picks it up over her head like she's gonna brain the shark with it and instead, she goes, "Oops!" and dumps it all over herself. And then, as you pointed out, she picks up a flare gun and shoots the flare gun, and and seemingly looks surprised <laughs> when the when the entirety of the of the craft she is on catches fire.
1: I have to imagine, though, that if a 25 or 30-foot shark...
0: You're you're forgetting. I'm still eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing in front of the TV. And, you know, back then, TVs weren't what they are now. They weren't 65 inches. They were like, you know, 20-inch TVs, and they came inside of a giant piece of furniture. I'm standing there, gripping the top of the TV, looking at this thing. I think I shit my pants. I think I shit my and pants. You probably did. It's scary. I I think I shit my pants, and I mean now I think I shit my pants. Not even as an eight year old. I think I just did. <laughs> just thinking back about the memory, but like that, and the, and then my grandparents are like, "Is this too scary?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's keep fucking going. So yeah. that was well, that was then. really my introductory day Kid, of jaws
1: kids were subject to a lot harsher environments back then i mean they've definitely moderated what comes on the tube a lot more oh, over yeah. the last few decades so uh you know i mean now i mean heck like i said back in the day jaws would have been a rated r movie and now it's considered like pg-13 well, so well do
0: you you do realize and i don't think a lot of people understand this the first jaws movie we'll get let's and let's go let's dig into jaws yeah, yeah, the yeah. first jaws is rated PG yep what in the fuck
1: and Who- honestly yeah. they had to remove a one specific scene in order to get that PG rating like it was on the border of, of an R rating but there was Kinder a scene boy, right? where they yeah there was a scene where they showed the remains of the victim and they were like you have to pull that out or you're getting an r rating and they pulled wait, that wait wait, out.
0: wait wait, what victim which one was it chrissy in the beginning it was chrissy or he- i
1: believe it was chrissy where they showed the remains but instead of just seeing her hand and a little cobble they like showed like all of the remains like the chewed up like you know when he does the autopsy and they show all yeah, the yeah, remains yeah, yeah, yeah. they that's why I mean, you know why that's that weird cut where hooper's saying this is what happens and he shows the arm well yeah, apparently yeah. they showed a lot more of oh, what yeah. her body looked like completely chewed in half and they had to cut that scene in order to to get it to get the rating of PG-13 so that they could get teenagers watching that movie for the summer. Sure, so that's yeah. that's why there's that weird cut which is one no, of there was No, there was no PG movie.
0: there was no PG-13 when Jaws came out. PG-13 didn't hit in didn't hit the uh the ratings board until around 1982 or 3. Was when PG-13 made its first appearance. So So that was was
1: just to get it to a rated R, get it off of a rated R. Yeah,
0: that was just to get it to a rated R. I mean, or from a rated R. Isn't that nuts, though? Like, that movie, PG. And and let's remember what that stands for. Parental guidance is suggested. Not required. No, (laughs) Suggested. So, yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, a little 10-year-old just going to the local movie house, buying it. Jaws, please. Okay. (laughs) -er. Jesus. I mean, so, speaking of Chrissy, now, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm guessing you're going to know what I'm talking about, but I don't think a lot of people do. So the scene in the beginning, I'll preface it real quick. You know, it just starts off on the beach. All the kids are having a party there. It's, it's great. You know, everyone's having they're doing their beers yep. <laughs> and they're doing their sing along. And one girl, she's eyeing one of the guys and she just gets up and goes running. She tears off her clothes and you can't see anything because it's, well, it's dark. Yeah, it's da- you see a it's silhouette dark. here and there, but it's, it's not dark. Plot. Right. It's dark, but don't you, don't you always get like a little nitpicky when you see like the sun is at like three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, cause they put some filters on the lenses. You know what I mean? So she runs out in the water and yes, it is clearly, uh, intended to be, you know, nighttime nine or 10 o'clock at night. And she's, she's out there swimming. And then, you know, this is the first time you, you know, that something horrible is going to happen. Well, she gets attacked and she starts screaming. Right. Those screams, my friend, are one hundred percent real. And yeah. So, what I the, do know the, the story. <laughs> the way they set it up, and the way Spielberg decided to do this, is they had divers underneath the water, right? And they, <laughs> this is this is almost barbaric. So they put one one divers on the left, one divers on the right, and each of them has a rope, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's so there's basically think of like two ropes tied around her midsection, right? Around a rib cage. One guy is over to the left. One guy is over to the right. Just fucking tugging. (laughs) And, and, And Spielberg goes, action. And these guys start pulling. And, you know, of course, wires get crossed and communication goes down and they start pulling at the same time and they they break her insides.
1: Yeah, she got like three broken ribs from that whole scene. It's crazy.
0: And you can hear her if you listen, if you go back and listen, you can hear her go like, it hurts, it hurts. Yes. Because they were snapping her bones.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's great. It, it is absolutely chilling to realize that those are real pain screams, but it added such realism to the screen that, I mean, they obviously had to keep it. Obviously, it was great footage, but it's it's amazing how you know how much she endured to go through that scene where people are like, oh, what are they just do? You know, tugged on her feet underwater. But no, they, they literally pulled her with a pulley system and those guys tugging on the ropes, like ridiculously hard forced yeah. back and forth. It's-
0: it had Shelby Overman underneath the water, pulling <laughs> on the road
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good old Shelby, you tell uh, that son of a bitch not to come home. <laughs> you
0: tell that son of a bitch not to come home. Well, he's okay, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's all right, I guess. I don't know. He's probably uh, fucking dead, but I'm not gonna no, tell I guess no. I
1: mean. It's it, it, that's a rough like it, the way they filmed movies back then compared to how they would have done it now it's just oh, yeah. so different like now they build suits that like completely harness everything in so you're not feeling any of it except for the right. actual like water and right back then it was like yeah you know, tying ropes around her and, and pulley <laughs> systems and they had like six guys on the beach like yanking pulleys back and forth to make her thrash and damn hey, the ripped her who, in half uh,
0: yeah who were about to ruin her career put these ropes around you and make sure they're tight
1: yes <laughs> So yeah, let me
0: let me ask you because I'm I'm really curious to know what your like most frightening moment of Jaws is. I'm curious because I have one, and it's not going to be what you think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not what you think.
1: Um,
0: frightening moment
1: like as a kid, it's different than what it is now. Like, okay, well, as,
0: a, it, it, as a, uh, now because okay. now you you you're you're more of a connoisseur. You're you've uh, adapted your palate. You know. Mm-hmm. So as of now,
1: as of now, the Kittner scene always is because I'm a parent now. And, and we lived in Florida oh. for a good, a good long time. And me and my son have been to St. Pete Beach and Clearwater Beach enough times. And I've seen him out 20, 30, 40 feet out off the oh, beach. Oh, give me and, skills, and, man. And then to think of how that shark comes up and just like that like just snaps that kid out of the water and in two or three chomps blood everywhere underwater rap raft ripped in half that scene now as a parent chills me to the bone but as a kid it was always the scene where hooper's diving underwater and the head oh, pops yeah. out because it's a jump scare and as a kid i was easily yeah. scared that scene i just, just chuckle i'm like ah, that looks fake but, ben, but was
0: it ben parker Ben Gardner, Ben, ben, ben Gardner. Gardner, Ben Gardner's boat. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but as a kid that scared the bejesus out of me, especially when you're trying to pretend you're sleeping at night and that scene happens and you scream and all of a sudden you got to jump in bed and throw the covers over and hope that you <laughs> hope that mom didn't hear it and come running in to see if you're okay. Right. You know, you know, I had a nightmare, but, but no, that as a, as a kid, the Ben Gardner it's a frightening
0: scene, scene. It's the jump scene got scene. me.
1: Uh, but as an adult, Oh man, having kids now, uh, that, that Kittner's, the kittener being plucked out of the raft is, is just and just the fact that all these people are just sitting there watching it happen and there's literally nothing you can do you can't get out there fast enough uh so
0: no by the time you see it it's too late
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: you know what i always thought was interesting and i didn't really put it together until i was older actually like the whole because you bring up the ben gardner scene and i think that is a terrifying scene uh, in its own right okay Mm -hmm. but ben gardner they they did a really interesting kind of showcase they didn't he wasn't a big character in the, in the right. you know, film he had maybe two or three lines quite frankly mm-hmm. but you have to know who ben gardner is before you see that scene for it to really kind of impact you so at some point you know it was after the kintner the the the, the little kintner boy after uh his scene then everybody decided they were going to go kill the shark mm-hmm. and you see all these assholes in like 11 foot little you know tugboats uh tugboat like these little 11 foot dinghies <laughs> that are going out into the water right they're throwing dynamite in there and there's like a hundred of them and they're all just on top of each other it's such a shit show and you just want the shark to come up and eat all of them but yes. then you hear, then they then they show this one guy he's an older older sea dog right and he's on his boat and he's just somebody else is driving and he's just up there getting the wind in his face and he's like well i'll tell you what well, the mothers are going to get their brothers when they see that thing is what's going to happen. And he just starts. I, st-
1: I got you. It's when them silly bastards down on the rock pile. It'll be some fun. <laughs> They'll wish their fathers never <laughs> met their mothers when they start They'll taking their, their bottoms father, out, yep. slamming into the rocks. Boy, get him out of there. You goddamn fool. You
0: perfect. <laughs> I got and that, like quote. That, I love that. that line, that delivery from Ben Gardner. You're like, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. And then sure enough, motherfucker. <laughs> he got killed and yeah he didn't last long (laughs) they don't show him get killed they don't talk about it but they're like hey what happened to ben gardner all the other boats came back you know so here is uh my and and actually to touch on the kintner scene have you seen like the extended version of the kintner scene where there was some like you notice they didn't show the shark you see you see, like it, it. You see the fins a right. little bit like as it's rolling turned, over, like it's rolling over, and that on its own is way more frightening in my yes. opinion. The way they and did the it, blood spread up. <laughs> oh God! But and, and then you can hear the kid. Oh Jesus Christ! Anyway, that's the horrible. But there is a little bit more that they showed. They that they pulled back they didn't it's not in the theatrical cut but there yeah, is a like point the where
1: you DVD 40th anniversary yeah, version has the extended yeah, yeah. scenes I've got that so yeah I've seen I, it.
0: but I the way they did it was was perfect in my mm-hmm. opinion you know god, if he was pruning the kinder boy was pruning oh mm-hmm. god he should have just stayed out of the water yep. you know the other thing I always wondered about his mom <laughs> boy oh boy she yeah, walks what kind up of guilt? <laughs> Well, well, that aside, (laughs) when she walks up on the dock and she sees Roy Scheider standing there and she goes, Chief Brody, I heard you knew that there was a shark and you let the beaches open. And he's like, well, you know, well, yeah. And then she just slaps him. Right. And then here's what I never understood. First of all, this was 75. She looked like she was 80 years old. All right. Mm -hmm. Number one. (laughs) She just died this week.
1: Do you know yes. that in real life? Yeah, no, I know. She God just Mester passed stole. away this she week. She passed away. Yep. Lee Friero. Yep. She I thought was, uh... she
0: was like 80.
1: <laughs> no, she was like 30 or 40 in that movie, but they made yeah. her look older than she was. Because don't you remember in Jaws Revenge, she reprised her role. When... She was
0: in the house with Ellen Brody she... yes, after the she funeral. Was. Yes, yes, yeah, she...
1: we'll get into that when we get into there. But yeah, that was one of my biggest regrets, Jaws related, was that decades after her appearance in the first movie, and again, I guess essentially the, the fourth one. People would see her in the wild and they would ask to get like a picture or a video of her slapping them as like an homage to her slap of Chief Brody. Because that scene is historic for the fact that they took like 40 takes and Roy Scheider's jaw was damn near broken because they had to slap her. He had to slap him so many times to get that scene right. Really? So lots of people, if you go to the Jaws fan sites, have pictures of of them with her with a red cheek showing that she slapped him. And I always wanted to meet her because she's in the area where my wife's family lives in, in up in the northeast. And one of these years, we were going to go up there, and I was going to try to see if I could, uh, you know, find her and get a slap because it would have been you awesome, hit right? Me? Could you? And she did it, and she she embraced it. After a while, the first few times in her interview she did it, the first few times she said, yeah, it was a little weird. But she said after a while, she said, the Jaws fan community is so passionate about the movie. She said it was an honor, and I've met hundreds of people. And she said she slapped hundreds, if not thousands, of people over like the last 40 years. Uh, and I, I would have loved to have been one of those slappies.
0: Well, next time we see each other, I will gladly put on a black veil mm. and cock back and hit you. Um, awesome. I will so, take it. but here's what always stood out in my head about that scene: not the slap, not the fact that she was 80 years old. Okay, the dude behind her, <laughs> the, old, the, dude, the like 90 year old guy, 90 year old man. <laughs> I'm like, what is your involvement in the Kinder family? I don't understand. I think it was her husband.
1: Uh, uh, that's I she- what
0: I was thinking too. But I'm like, how do you have an 11 year old? <laughs>
1: I, that, I think it either had to be her dad and that was like her, She he he was her right. dad or it was her husband. But back then, they, you know, people had kids late in life back then. I mean...
0: I know, I know. But that, so when I see that scene, I just want you to know what's going through my head.
1: You know what's also funny about that scene too? Do you remember the reaction Hooper had when he she, he got slapped? He oh, like went, he jumped ooh. back like he just, like someone just, just shot him or something. Like, yes. He, that slap invoked such a reaction and I think it was because in real life, that slap like she said, she physically hurt her hand, hurt slapping him so hard. And yeah. she said to Roy Scheider's credit, he took every one of those slaps with a grain of salt and, and did all 40 takes it took to get that scene. Right. But yeah, the, the reaction Hooper had is classic. It's like, wow, she hit the shit out of him.
0: <laughs> I it, it, It's, it's a, it's a remarkable scene for a movie like that. It so is. let me, let me lay down on you. What Ooh, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let me tell you what I think the most frightening scene is in that movie. Okay? Oh, that's
1: right. You haven't done yours yet. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm, it's, this, is, this is a slow roll, buddy. This, yeah, is, hey. we're, this, is, this is the snow piercer. It just goes round in <sighs> circles. All right. <laughs> so the two guys, it's, it's a nighttime scene, okay? The two guys that are, uh, I have my wife's holiday ham. Uh, holiday roast yep the holiday roast i'm sorry the holiday roast
1: i'm here to correct you buddy
0: that's fine i i need to be i want it to be accurate (laughs) so holiday roast you're correct so these two guys couple of old fat dudes well one of them's an old fat guy the other one is you know just an old guy and they're gonna go and catch the shark right and how they're gonna catch the shark is is (laughs) mind-blowing they basically they're out on a just a dock Uh, like it looks like a dock that they made i have no idea what
1: their goal was because it didn't make sense to me
0: this this dock looked to be about 15 feet long from the start of the beach so from the beach if you go out about 15 feet on on a piece of wood that they built it looks like that was that was where they were okay about 15 feet offshore they have a chain they just have a chain. They wrap this chain around, like, one of the legs of the dock or one of the the, the, the structures that's, that's holding it together. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of the chain is a big hook. And they have, like, a 15-pound roast, raw meat. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's no fishing gear. There's no... There's no shotgun. There's no nothing. And they're It like didn't
1: look f- like they had anything else but a chain, the meat, and some beers is what and it and looked like.
0: Se- right, right. And so they go, what? I don't know. I don't remember exactly what the dialogue was, but the idea is they, they throw the roast into the fucking ocean, right?
1: Let the tide and, carry it out on a tire.
0: Yeah. Right. It, on a tire. And again, the chain is only so long. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it went out to, you know, wherever. and then next thing you know fucking something grabs the roast and this is again nighttime they're not showing anything but something grabs the roast and starts fucking swimming what happens the fucking dock like dismantles and half of it gets like you know pulled out behind the shark now you assume it's the shark because they don't tell you it is but you have to you know safely assume that it wasn't a fucking barracuda.
1: No, I mean, it's the Hitchcock theory of not show the creature that's sure. doing the deer. It scares you even more than seeing the shark.
0: So now the fucking shark takes the bait, takes the row, starts swimming. The dock comes apart in two pieces. One part is still on the on the like attached to the beach. And there's a like a little part like the like the size that fucking Jack and Rose got on in Titanic comes off. And one of the guys is like on it, and he's getting pulled out to fucking sea now, right? Well, out to sea, like he was probably like now forty feet from uh, yep. from the thing. So we're enough, at, right? So, and this guy's in like full flannel and, and jeans and a big heavy coat, and now he's fucking in the middle of the water. So he ends up getting off. Like the, the 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 piece of wood gets pulled out from underneath them. Now he's just treading water and his buddy's like you gotta swim <laughs> you gotta swim swim faster harry you know and then all you see keep in mind the shark still has the roast in its mouth and it's pulling the piece of wood all you see is the fucking wood turn around, like the wood makes a u-turn <laughs> and starts going back towards the guy right now if you think about the physics of this the chain was attached to the dock, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say it had 15 feet of chain. Right. <laughs> the shark pulls it. Okay. So you got the shark, the chain in its mouth and the dock behind the shark. Mm-hmm. If that thing, if you see the wood turn around, where do you think the shark is? <laughs>
1: 15 feet in front of the wood
0: 15 feet in front of the wood and that wood is getting closer to the guy and the guy's trying to swim and he can't fucking swim fast enough. Charlie here comes don't look wood. back don't look Charlie, back keep swinging <laughs> keep, swimming. keep swimming Charlie take my word for it <laughs> yep. what he says. and the guy you know you see him he finally makes it he's struggling a little bit and he finally gets up and then here comes the wood just kind of drifts in next to him and then goes away I always did well, wonder how did how did that get
1: that hook get out of the shark's mouth that easily? Like he's pulling it at such a rate of speed, you think that hook would have been like eight inches deep into his jaw.
0: It, and- this hook isn't like a a fishing hook. This is like no. a meat hook that you yeah. see, like you know, that people hang people on in Texas Chainsaw. Like Master a good
1: twelve or, or thirteen inch hook. Like it's not yeah. small.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, standard horror movie fashion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that that scene what. what still to this day like it just gives me something where i'm like fuck i don't think he's gonna make it this time
1: yeah no (laughs) uh, that that is a very scary scene i'd say that's probably probably easily in my top three or four scary scenes of the movie right behind the other two that i mentioned it's it's chilling because the scariest part of the whole thing is you don't see the shark just like the chrissy scene and the on the the beginning of the movie you don't see the shark you see everything the shark does but the shark is hidden. And again, like Spielberg's homage to Alfred Hitchcock and the way that he did some of his movies, where you don't see the killer. The killer is invisible to the audience, but you see the effects of what the killer oh, really? does. And that just that is way more horrifying than seeing the shark. Which is why the original Jaws movie to this day is the most frightening of the of the franchise. It's because in the other ones, they they wanted to show off the special effects because they got better at being able to do it. You know, so they saw the shark more. I mean, all the problems they had in making that movie made it what it was because the, you didn't see the shark for like three fourths of the movie. Yeah, and yeah, that's it why didn't it's come so into good. the
0: third act. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, technically, the kind of thing well, you saw it more doing, more, you knew right? it was a shark at that point.
1: But right, right, right. But I it's, mean,
0: you know, the poster is a shark on the poster. But. Well, yeah, I mean, so but let me ask you, okay. Quint and I'm not. I'm look. I'm not gonna throw up softballs here on this show. We're not gonna talk about the the Arizona speech. Blah. I mean, look, it was phenomenal and it was perfect, it was awesome. But everybody knows it. And if you if you've seen the movie, that's where everybody goes. Oh, that one part was so good. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. But you know what? There's a there's a deleted scene that just you talk about every. <laughs> I know
1: what it is already. I, I, I think you know probably know
0: already. where I'm going. So, Are you talking every about
1: when he's buying the piano wire,
0: yes, 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 <laughs> That's such yes. a great 100%. scene, hundred <laughs> percent. So there's, uh. so the thing is, everybody associates, you know, Quince character. With that speech about the the Arizona.
1: And or the chalkboard. Or the, in, in the, the Indianapolis.
0: Room. The Indianapolis, excuse me. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or him scratching the chalkboard. Those are like the quintessential, like pun intended, quintessential Quint's scenes. Essential. But yeah, him scratching the chalkboard and giving that little speech to the town. And then I'm him talking about Sharkin. Right? I'm talking yeah. about Sharkin for a living. Yeah. Or him on the boat talking about the Indianapolis or, or the, you know, that those are like, everyone says those are Quint's best scenes. But I, so, I love where you're going with this because it's a great scene that should have made the movie.
0: So there is another scene. And this is early on. This isn't like, you know, during a, 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 a horrific battle with, you know, Bruce the shark. So he, he fucking goes into, the, into town and he, he needs to buy some piano wire. So he goes to the music store. Okay. And he's in the music store and there's a, a kid, a, you know, a little 12-year-old. Let's just call him little 12-year-old Pete Shirey. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's in there and he's having his clarinet lesson. Okay. And the clarinet's just like, I I don't understand that fucking instrument. I I don't, I really don't. It's just a big, big flute with more buttons. So he's in there and he's getting his clarinet lesson and he's, he's, he's right. He's, he's, he's doing the song and he's playing it really bad. And there's the old music teacher in there who's trying to make sure he's, he's, he's doing it right. And she's failing. So Quint, walks up to the kid and this is so like biz- it was bizarre because it was like not solicited it was just a kid he was just i don't know what was up quince in Quince's head but this this scene defined him as a character to me so he goes up to the kid and he just starts going Bah, 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 like right in his ear.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's trying to tell him the pitch of the song is supposed to be this, but you're playing this.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like the kid doesn't look at him. He just looks straight ahead and he starts like squeaking with the clarinet. Like it gets mm. really bad. And like, like the kid is, that was me when I was seeing Jaws two. That kid is shitting his pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and Quint, the insane adult is like giving this kid probably like probably ruined his life okay and he's just going and and all of a sudden like it stops and then that's it that's the end of the scene
1: yeah he basically just traumatizes this kid because he can't play the clarinet very good and then that's it it cuts to a it was i I don't know why that scene didn't make it i thought it was hilarious but it,
0: it was it was very that to me is like a revealing like Pull back on Quint like that was Quint because you know the 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 without that scene you can kind of consider him a little bit of an anti-hero you know yes, where yes. he's he's really gruff and all that you know oh you got you've been gotten money all your life Hooper you know that kind of mm-hmm. shit but at the end he really you know he he wants the, the the everyone to be okay like I think really when the the scene when Hooper goes into the cage is really when Quint's like I hope you're okay man <laughs> You know, I don't want you to die. Yeah. yeah. You're going to go in the water. Sharks in the sharks water. Sharks in the water. Age in the water. <laughs> farewell, <laughs> farewell yeah. <interview. laughs> Right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, clearly, but with that scene included in the movie, you go, wow, he's just a fucking psychopath.
1: He's just crazy. Bad shit crazy or he's just the biggest dick.
0: <laughs> right. So, if you haven't seen that scene, just, you know, just Google it. You'll, you'll be right. able to find it. It's, well, you know, Quint terrorizes kid in music store is probably yeah. going to work for you or yeah, job it yeah.
1: yeah, it is just Quint music store scene and it'll pop up. It's like the first thing that pops up. I mean, it's, that scene and the scene where he destroys his own CB when the chief's trying to, when Brody's trying to call for help, when they realize how big the shark is, yeah. that tells you all you need to know about Quint. Those two scenes is all That's you need to know. Element.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, Mrs. Brody calls and she's like, I just want to know if you're okay. I just saw you an hour ago, but I just want to make sure you're wearing your stuff on your nose and making sure you're okay. You know, and he's like. Yeah, 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 Miss Brody. Okay, yeah, we got We're like, some hunch and yellowtail. We got some fishing out. He'll be back tonight, and not worry about a thing. And then he just hangs up on her. He just fucking steamrolled her, right? He was- sure did. It was great. That's a great
1: scene too, just to show that Quint doesn't give a shit about his wife. He <laughs> just wanted to get her off the fucking radio so they it could totally- get back to sharkin.
0: <laughs> yes, he did. So here's the thing: the other part about Quint that, and it's not really about Quint himself. It's about the people that Quint associates with. There's a scene where he's. You know they're they're packing the boat, okay? They're for, well. Let me take a let me take a step back. There's a guy in Jaws. No lines, no lines. I'm assuming he is referred to as the harbor master, okay? Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the guy with the pipe and the
0: hat, the and then guy then the guy with the the guy with the yeah. pipe and the hat. This motherfucker. <laughs> There's one scene of this guy. I don't know. I'm fascinated by this guy for some reason. There's two guys that are in the movie that have no lines that I'm fascinated with. One of them is this guy called the Harbor Master. He's just out there. He's having a great old time. He's, he's standing on his little dock out in front of his little shed. And he's got like, uh, he's, he looks like fucking Popeye. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he looks he's like actually Popeye. the real old Harbor Master of that town. They used him because he was such a good looking character.
0: I believe it, and but he is like he is like literally a salty dog. If you look at that guy, you know everything you need to know about that guy just by looking at him in that scene. Anyway, look up the harp master, but the guy I'm talking about is Quint's little fucking assistant.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) the the guy that looks like he's uh, never seen a woman in his life. He's walking the little dog all the time,
0: and he's he's got like his little rubber hat. Mm-hmm. And like a like a rubber jacket, like his little orange rubber hat.
1: And yeah, he never went out on the boat with him. Like, where was he? either in the whole rest of the show? like, he helped get it prepped, and then he like took off. Like it's his yeah. Quint's first mate. and He didn't even come out on the vessel
0: with him. He didn't go on the boat. <laughs> no, nope. yeah that that guy. I'm I'm fascinated by him and the harbor master. So I'm yeah. telling you, see, th- when I watch Jaws, man, I see weird things, and but these are the things that have stuck with me forever. You yeah. Know? No, you're catching
1: a lot of the stuff, the non-mainstream stuff, because everyone will talk about, you know, the Indianapolis story, or they'll talk about, you know, the 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 cage dive, you know, right. and everyone knows the story of that with the midget that made it look scale and all that, the crazy stuff that happened with the with Valerie right. and Ron Harper and all that stuff. I mean, that's all the stuff that's in every documentary you watch, but it's the True. it's all the nuances, you know, and stuff that they've thrown into the movie that people miss often don't. That don't is really exactly pay
0: right. To. It's the nuances, and you know, one of the. One of the last things about, you know, Jaws that I'll bring up, I always thought was weird. So there's a tone of the movie and it's a dark tone, right? I mean, yes. clearly it's a dark. I don't yeah, care if it's summertime. people are Right. Yeah. It's a dark tone. Did you ever wonder, like, I, I was always blown away that their choice of score, musical score, when anytime you saw the orca just kind of jamming out to sea and like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, they're just driving. They're not like fighting the shark they're not doing anything they're just driving it's very upbeat
1: uh, yeah
0: (laughs) the upbeat music i thought was like the weirdest decision but not a bad one
1: not a bad one i think it's to signify the heroes of the movie versus the villain right they wanted to make sure people were clear you're rooting for these guys not the shark because i think you know you're always going to get those people that are going oh i want to see the shark do damage and destruction and you know and i may have even rooted for the shark here and there but they wanted to make sure that that music. I really feel like that the intent was to show the heroes. It's an uplifting, you know, courageous tale. It's an adventurous, you know, yeah, theme. Yeah. And and they only played it when the orca was like barreling straight ahead, or, or pulling pulling yeah. the shark out to sea, or dragging it back in. I mean, it's. It, it, I think the tone was to just remind you you're rooting for these guys, not the shark.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair uh, that that makes perfect sense. I always thought it was an interesting choice, and again, I love that score. But the whole movie, you're hearing like the Jaws theme or like, you know, just something horrible is about to happen. And then, you know, you zippy tune. Yeah. <laughs> when they're jamming up to the water.
1: Yeah. I mean, when yeah. it comes to John L. Williams, uh, I trust he knows what he's doing. So I'm sure there is a meaning to it. Even if it's not my meaning, I'm sure there's a good meaning for it. So,
0: so let's jump ahead. Okay. Jaws 2. 2 so everybody I mean everybody knows how Jaws ended I'm not gonna if you haven't seen it go watch it first of all it's 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 almost the perfect movie I mean, yes. it's close. It's really close. It
1: is real close.
0: I mean, practical. There's nothing. There's nothing generated from a keyboard and a screen on this movie. I mean, it no. is as no. practical. And as And to you be can honest,
1: be. it still holds up pretty well today. Totally I mean, does. You, you watch it today, and it's still. You're like, that was a good movie. Even though, yeah, it's back in the '70s, and a lot of people can't relate to the technology and the stuff that happens. And you know, why didn't they just use their cell phones? Well, obviously, they didn't have them. But the movie on its own merits holds up today. The shark looks pretty real. You know, a couple scenes maybe where you can kind of see inside the mouth, and you can see that's you know maybe not, but for the most part, it's a very believable movie. So you know, yeah,
0: totally. It's 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 one of the best, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. So good they had to make a sequel. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and again, and again. But yeah, I I I, I don't know about you, but I'm on the I'm on the okay side with Jaws too. I don't I I don't dislike. I like Jaws too. I you know, Pete. There are people that will quote and say that. Only Jaws is the only good movie in the franchise and I disagree wholeheartedly. I think no, Jaws I 2. I think Jaws 2 is a really solid movie. I think it's a fine sequel. I mean, it's not going to hold a candle to Jaws, but I don't think it does any disservice to the franchise. When you start getting into three and four, that's when maybe you can start to make those arguments. And I I can't really fight it, but I am completely 100% fine with Jaws 2. And I watch it every year. Every year I watch at least once.
0: I'm totally on board with it as well. And to me, it feels like it because it had the exact same tone as the first movie. Mm-hmm. Well maybe may, I shouldn't say exact same because nothing's ever the exact same. Sure. But an incredibly similar feel and tone. Now, granted, it by default it can't be as good because it didn't have Richard Drivers and it didn't have um Quint, obviously. Quint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And it, you,
1: Hooper. Because Hooper, Hooper well, was only uh, talked about, but not actually in it.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Dreyfus wasn't in it. Oh, because, yeah, Dreyfus. But, mm-hmm. but they mentioned it. They, they yeah. mentioned him, which was nice. They
1: reference and, him. So you know he's still alive in the world. He's just not there. Yeah.
0: Right, right. And now here's the, here's the thing that I just recently started thinking about with Jaws 2. <sighs> okay. The city – everything is seemingly the same – Mm-hmm. At the at the beach, like the the town is the same, the city council is the same.
1: Yeah, and it's like what the kids in the first movie were like. You know where I'm going and, then. Five yeah. and two, and now they're like eighteen and ten. So this it's is like
0: exactly where I'm going. Ten
1: or twelve it. years have passed, right? So it's not right. that long, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, how is there like I I, and I never put this together. Like I said, until recently, there's it looks like there's a ten year fucking time hop. Yeah, it
1: happens, but your- it looks like it's only like two years later.
0: <laughs> I would say it was like the following year.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brody. Yeah, the problem is that Brody looks exactly the same as he did in the first movie. The mayor looks exactly the same. You don't see enough aging in between them because the, the cast that did return, which was Helen Brody, Hamilton uh, the the mayor Murray Hamilton, they didn't age enough to go along with the kids who sprouted up from you know being an elementary school kid to a high school senior. It, it's it's uh, a it was a little off in the casting department. I think they should have not had the kids as old, but I understand
0: why. Cause it fit the story and
1: all that, but well, that's yeah. the thing
0: it, it it had to be for the story. I, I get it and all that, but it just didn't even occur to me literally until recently where I'm like, wait a minute, because they, they really do set it up. Like it was, you know, Hey, last summer, you know, we had this problem and everything we did, we dealt with it, but don't bring it up again. You know, but I'm like, wait a minute! Aren't the fucking kids like ten years older?
1: <laughs> yeah, because I think the kid, the older brother, uh, Michael. Was, I Brody, would say he
0: was like twelve or thirteen in the first movie, or eleven, somewhere like maybe eleven. Yeah, because he right? got a
1: boat. Like he was getting a boat, and yeah. him and his friends looked like they were maybe, maybe like sixth, seventh grade, and the younger kid was like in diapers, still at the beach. And then they fast forward, and the and he's a senior in high school, and the other kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's saying Michael Michael Brody is seventeen in Jaws two. So in, in Jaws one, I yeah, would have pegged him
0: like 11 or 12. Yeah. So Jaws yeah, 9.
1: at least, yeah, probably 11 or 12. So it's like an eight year time skip, but, it, but everyone else looked like they've only aged like a year.
0: Like, like 20 minutes. Well, I mean, yeah. I agree. Well, and, in the, the, the thing to me is like, I don't understand. Cause I have to go by kind of how I felt about the movie prior to this conversation and I mean, like, I didn't realize, like, the whole time hop. Like, I, I literally all these years assumed it was, like, the following summer yeah. <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I always fucking was, like, just I talk about wanting, like, the outcome of a scene to change. Every fucking time like, OK, so the setup is, you know, there's another shark and you don't necessarily know this up front. You, you, you don't understand. And then there's like some dive footage that, you know, uh, Roy Scheider gets his uh, gets a hold of. And it looks like he sees a shark's eye in a photo and he takes this this photo to the city council. And the city oh, council God. is all about, you know, making sure the economy is good and making sure we have tourist money and making sure we're open for business. Does this sound familiar? <laughs>
1: It uh, eerily does if you replace the shark eye with uh orange right? helmet, yeah.
0: Right. So, but I always wondered, like, you know, Brody goes, look, I went through this hell once, and I am sure as hell not going to do it again, okay? So if you have a shark problem, you better take care of it, <laughs> you know? And everybody looks at him like, he's fucking insane. Like, the, everybody on the council is like, oh this guy again he's just talking about that craziness again i mean there was a shark <laughs> it did terrorize the whole fucking beach but don't you watch that scene every time when they're in like the the, the yeah. little city the council chambers and they're like I don't know, Brody. Uh, look, we let you have your way once, but not anymore. I'm like, yeah. what?
1: It's what? like, A, you're missing two divers. B, you have a photograph <laughs> that, to me, clearly looks like a shark's eye. I mean, even if you're not educated, you can tell what an eye and a nose look like. And they're like, oh, it looks like seaweed. looks like nothing. <laughs> Bull crap. Like It looks like seaweed. It looks like a freaking eye of an animal. And it's taken by the camera of a diver that's missing. So put those two together. And you know what? you know what all you got to say is you know what this could be let's up our patrols but let's wait until we have more evidence and and that's acceptable but no it's completely like you're crazy fire this guy even though he saved our asses in the last movie you know it's like stupid like i I, I don't get that part i like the movie in general but it always bothered me of how how reluctant they are for the almighty dollar
0: isn't it isn't it my kids were on that
1: beach my kids were on that beach. It's like, well, you didn't act like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it just, it always, it freaked me out. Because I'm like, it, uh, that, the, I, and I wonder, so I start to go down the rabbit hole. Like, did they write that in to give like commentary on like government and, you know, local government uh, and what they're really interested in? You know? I don't, I think they I, just want to
1: portray the city council as a bunch of crooked assholes, honestly. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. I mean... It just It's unbelievable. Not one person on there, after going through the events of the first movie and all the death that it brought to their town and stuff, that they even, for an instant, say, well, maybe we should look closer at this. Or maybe we should you know, send out some extra patrols and make sure we don't have another issue so we can nip it in the bud. They're all just like, no, we're just going to play like nothing else happened and everything will be fine. Well, eh, well obviously, that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> well, I agree. well, I'll tell you. So, Jaws 2... It's, it's, it's an interesting one because they, you know, they, Brody was largely the main character in the movie. And, you know, he, we talked about this a little bit before, like, you know, his alcoholism is, you know, apparently what killed him. And they, they certainly didn't like shy away from that, even in Jaws 2. (laughs) Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, whether it be the, you know, uh, infinite beer cans outside of his car or mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever. The mixing of
1: wines from the original movie. I mean, you could tell this guy liked to drink, right? <laughs>
0: that, you come on. That was my favorite bit of dialogue I know. from like, Jaws 1. With the the mixing of the wines was just part, oh my God.
1: Yeah. We all here's know a bit Brody's of got a drinking problem. <laughs>
0: but here's a bit of dialogue. I, I was going to go somewhere else with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm going on to something else. Here's a bit of dialogue for you from Jaws 2 that I always found weird. <laughs> so there's there's a the the crux of the movie is a bunch of kids get together, they go sailing, right? Bad idea when there's a giant shark out there. So one of the girls, and I I, I don't remember her name. It was the the I think her name was God damn it! I want to say her name was Chrissy, but I could be wrong because I know no, that was it's a, not Chrissy. Well, then uh, whatever her name about is about
1: the girl in the boat that uh, yeah the girl her in the bo- boat is her boyfriend. It's was it yes. Tammy? I think uh, I, will, I will. Okay, I will, I will find out.
0: It was one of the E's. It was one of the E names. So let's just let's just call her Tammy, right? She goes. <laughs> they're gonna go out, and at some point, like you know, the boyfriend and her in the boat alone. They're talking Tina. about stuff. Tina, Tina. It was Tina. Yeah, Tina's Joy is the name of. Yes, the boat yes, like that was that the that? name yeah. of the boat. <laughs> okay, so it was Tina. And at some point, she goes, I don't want to do anything in the boat. And they're in the middle of the ocean, right? Yeah, I and, know, right? And this is a boat that's maybe seven feet long. Yeah, it's not <laughs> I big mean, at all. It is not big. And it looks like a seven-foot boat. And it looks like, like the kind
1: of boat you'd take out in a lake, not in the middle of the ocean. It looks like
0: something you put in a pool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: And so, you know, the boyfriend's like, come on, Tina, no one's around. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it in the boat. And she goes, besides... I'm getting bruises all over my butt and my mom is starting to ask questions. Uh,
1: like why is her mom checking out her ass?
0: What am I missing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what am I,
0: what am I not understanding about Tina's issue with her mom? And I, I what, look, it's one of those pieces of dialogue that have stuck with me. It's all. I'm
1: saying. Well, maybe cause it's a coastal town. They all walking around in their bathing suits and she can see her butt cheeks from her bathing suit, all bruised up.
0: Okay. <laughs> I I I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I got nothing else. Hey, did you know cable junction was made out of foam? <laughs> or- <laughs> yeah, it
1: was it was a set. It's a crazy ass it was it's a non-existent thing. It was like fiberglass and foam and and all kinds of weird crap and they had to anchor that crap down. It, it had to be ridiculously difficult to film on.
0: Yeah, it was well. I I read um, a couple things, and I I read some of it recently because we're when we were talking about the show, I did a little bit of research as well. And yeah, it's like I didn't realize Cable Junction wasn't just a place. I just thought they went to. I mean, obviously, I didn't think a location, right? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think they like killed electricity to the island to kill a fake shark. But I did think that that might have been like a little junction box place out in the middle of the water, and they're like, "Oh, let's go fill there." No, it was like built with paper mache and like milk cartons and uh it kept floating out to sea apparently
1: yeah there was a couple stories on the documentary i remember where they said that at one point it it, the anchor got loose and it ended up drifting like towards cuba it was like on its way to cuba and they had to go take boats and race out and try to get it and bring it back so they wouldn't have to (laughs) rebuild it it was
0: hilarious (laughs) so i mean what is your takeaway from jaws 2 because yes it's a good movie i agree with you i don't think it's it's if Jaws is like a nine point five out of ten, I, I give it a solid seven and a half. So I mean I'd say
1: seven and a half is fair. I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Jaws too, but obviously it doesn't it, nothing holds a candle to the original, but I I think what I really enjoyed a lot with Jaws 2 was the the, the more prominent role Hendrix took in it. Uh, you know, he became the chief after they fired Brody, and how you could that, that back and forth between him and Hendrix. How he, I always thought it was fascinating because Hendrix was a character they never really developed much in the first movie. They made he him look like a on your goofball. Yeah, he, he was, was a throwaway goofball. And in the second movie, he's still kind of a throwaway goofball that has a few moments of heroism where he's, you know, like, I'll come out with you. And, you know, but, but he, they never, but the banter back and forth between him and the chief when they're like having the drink over over his promotion and his you know he goes there to see Brody in his worst time to tell him how much he cares about him and how all this I I thought I always enjoyed that I thought Hendricks was a character I would have liked to have seen more about but I mean the things about that movie as a younger person watching it I was fascinated with the kids I thought the kid acting was actually not bad they look like a bunch of kids from the seventies, you know, they played their parts. Well, I mean, you know, there's a few famous actors in there. If you don't notice the one kid with glasses went
0: on to do a Absolutely. bunch of movies. Back to um, school, man. He back was to uh, school. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, um, dude. He was yeah. the Thornton, Mel- Jason Mellon, Jason Mellon. Yeah. From, uh, from uh,
1: the Rodney Dangerfield movie, which uh, there was, there was a lot of decent things from that movie. I think the thing I enjoyed the most was just the, the interaction between the kids Out at sea, and how they're a bunch of assholes. You know, they're all making fun and jabs and throwing, throwing shit at each other. But then, when shit gets real, how they band together and care about each other and are risking their own lives to save each other—that—that that was really compelling. Even at a younger age, I, I thought that was like, oh, that's cool. This guy seems like a dick, but yet they're risking their lives to like save you know the 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 kid and and they're I, agree. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy that the the stuff it got good when they were out at sea and the shark was attacking their boats. I think that's when it really got really good for me. Up until then, it was a solid movie building off the first one, but that's where it diverged. Like. The, the scenes with in the first movie with just Hooper and Brody and Quint were epic, but you can't recreate that when you don't have those two of the three main people. So how are they going to make the, the battle scenes compelling and you throw a bunch of inexperienced kids on basically rafts? and and yet they still find a way to band together and fight off this giant shark which realistically how strong they make the shark should have torn that whole little sailboat raft apart in like two hits but they oh, a, bunch did, of, a
0: bunch of catamarans I mean, yeah
1: i mean yeah. It, they 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 definitely gave the kids a little bit of an edge there because the, the realistically with the shark's blowing up boats and shit that that should have been he could have tore through that pretty quickly but so I liked that that stuff.
0: I, I liked it too. There was it, the the tone of the movie kind of changed from a bunch of like snarky, shitty teens that mm-hmm. were like always like kind of giving each other the shit or the business or something mm-hmm. they called. It. But definitely like when stuff went bad and it went bad real fast, and <laughs> they yeah. were like, okay, how do we how do we how do we fix this? And one of the one of the fav- my favorite scenes of that part of that act of the movie, they all have their their boats. There's two things. One is like my scariest scene is also during that, that, um, that act. And my favorite scene with those teens is in there as well. So the scariest scene is when it's, and, and keep in mind the Brody children, Mike and Sean, you know, the, the, the kids of Roy Scheider, you know, they're, they're not supposed to go in the water because their dad's like, look, I fought a fucking 25 foot great white that ate one of my friends. And fucking, like, made the other one flee the island. And you know, I don't ever want you going in the water again. And they're like, but, Dad. And he's like, no, never again. So, of course, they decide to uh, disobey. And they go out with their friends. And they fucking go out. And they're sailing. And sure enough, bad things happen to them. Because Brody's It wouldn't dad be a movie if smart.
1: it didn't, right?
0: Because there'd be no movie. <laughs> so, at one point sean the youngest of the brody children uh, decides to go <laughs> well but that stands the reason it's the scariest fucking part it, it he's is. out there with one of the girls and like everybody's like oh you come with me and i'll go with you and i go with them and there's like seven seven boats out there well sean and this young lady are out there sailing and their boat capsizes and she falls over and so does sean and all of a sudden all you see is this girl Trying to push Sean because she's a fucking hero. Yep. She's trying to push Sean up onto the boat when she's in. You know she's treading water. Now, if you've ever been in a pool or the ocean and you try to like get leverage when you have none, it's mm-hmm. not easy, right? So she's she's trying to pull him up or she's trying to push him up. He gets up. And then she tries to pull herself up onto the slippery bottom of a boat. Because the boats have capsized. They're turned over. And all you fucking see is like the shadow, the gray shadow come up and then fuck, that's it.
1: That scene- (laughs) It chills me still to this day because like when, the sh- when the shark comes up and grabs her, like you can visibly see the shark's mouth going up and down, oh, up and down. Yeah. And it's that chomping up and down sound, knowing that little Sean is staring right into the mouth of the shark while it's devouring this girl. Oh, that yeah. just saved him. How and- horrifying a thought is that for a kid that's like maybe seven, eight years old? Totally. It's-
0: it's and, ridiculous. And her dialogue, when she's when she's trying to get up, she's like, I can't get up. And then mm. you're like, oh, no. Uh, well, the dialogue is, was a little weak, maybe, but well, the no, am not saying it was terrifying. Weak. It, was, it, it was like, that's what people would be saying. Like, I can't get up. Mm-hmm. Like, help me get the fuck out of the water, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it that scene terrified me. Now, on the flip side, after the shark had seemingly had his little teenage meal and it was off doing its thing for a few minutes um the one the all the kids decide they're gonna to, to survive this thing the best thing they could do is tie all their boats together so they're one big collapsed broken boat right mm-hmm. well just so happens the boat sean is on is drifting a little bit away and it's not part of like the 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 new boat gang right mm-hmm. the boat island the boat island <laughs> <laughs> so this is where i now i watch this scene now as a parent i'm like Oh, I get what this fucking guy's saying. Oh, I know yeah. you're
1: talking you're talking about the red-headed guy, the chubby red-headed guy. I love that guy. I, I
0: love he's love my, him. Favorite. <laughs> he my favorite. He is my freaking favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite. You
1: listen to me, you son of a bitch. You're going <laughs> to catch this rope right now, God damn it. I so love
0: that he, scene. So, but he, he sets it up like he's they're, they're like, "Well, we obviously can't let little Sean drift off to Cuba." So, right. we got to get him over there. And little Sean, as you mentioned, Pete, He's ruined. He is yeah. ruined. Like, his brain has just gone, Psh, that's yeah. it, no more. He just watched he
1: just- some girl get chewed apart right in front of his eyes, like, literally yes. inches from his face.
0: And, and remember, he's 11. Yeah, maybe. maybe. May not maybe. even be that old, but yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. So, the guy's like, okay, so I'm gonna throw like the 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 guy that me and Peter both referring to is the awesome the the best teen character in this
1: movie. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, yeah. hundred hundred fifty percent.
0: He's awesome. So he's throwing this rope over to Sean. He's like, Sean, grab the rope, tie it around the 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 keel that's upside down and, uh, that you're hanging on to. We'll pull you over here. You'll be safer. And and he's throwing the rope and Sean's like no fucking way I ain't looking at you I ain't looking at the rope I ain't talking to you I am just gonna fucking sit here and be silent (laughs) and and guys like Sean I'm throwing the rope come on she catch the rope and he's like no not doing anything he goes Sean you listen to me you little shit (laughs) you better grab that rope right now I'm gonna go over there I'm gonna kick your ass and then Sean's like say what now Yeah.
1: It was very convincing. Like it's exactly it, what a parent would say. It was, it was say amazing. To their kid.
0: And I'm thinking to myself, as 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 a as a well, pa- oh, Pete, where'd you go? As a parent, that is exactly what I would say. I would try like I would try the move where, you know, I would be nice about it. I would throw it over. I'd try to be caring and everything. But at some point I'm like, God damn it, you gotta catch it. Pete, are you back? Are you here? I'm
1: I'm here. I'm here.
0: All right. Lost for a second. Yeah, well, a
1: little uh, internet blip, but we're good. It uh, hasn't been too bad. A couple little blips here and there.
0: It's the internet. Thanks. It's the internet. So, in any case, Jaws 2, not quite Jaws 1, but still a good film. I really enjoyed it. Nothing Jaws, about it bothered me.
1: Jaws is an A+. Jaws 2 is like a B, a solid B, maybe even a B plus, but it, it's certainly not as good. It doesn't hold up to the original, but it's it is by far... One of the better shark movies you will see, period. Like it's, oh, it Jaws is on a class of its own. Jaws is one of the best movies you'll ever see, period. But when you go to shark movies, there's a whole different subgenre of a lot of crap. Jaws two rises above most of that, so I believe Jaws Agreed. two is a really solid, solid. It is in my top three Jaws or shark movies of all time, by far.
0: And and how real did that orca on the beach look? Jesus
1: you know i never did find out if that was fake or if that was actually a real dead i i, I can't remember i know i'm I looked telling it up you
0: man it looked, it looked real as shit <laughs> it looked more it looked more real than the shark did
1: fresh from fresh from sea world uh shamu i
0: <laughs> it mean it crazy so if you don't know the scene it's very much like they're on the beach and they're running around and you know the kids run over it was tina it was it was yeah. in fact tina tina and, and her, eddie <laughs> tina and eddie oh man that scene where eddie bit it man so, you know, <laughs> that's, when Eddie, that's pretty horrifying when, too. When Eddie bites it, and again, this is going back to Tina and Eddie. When like he's like, "Come on, I just want to do you in the boat in the middle of the ocean," and finally she's like, "Okay, well, <laughs> let's get a towel." <laughs> yeah, let's get a towel so my mom can not look at bruises on my ass. So yeah, I know. Just at, at some point, you know, um, Jaws, Jaws two, if you want to call him that, or. Bruce too, I don't know, whatever his name Bruceette. is. Bruceette.
1: It was a female shark, Jaws 2. Bruceette.
0: Oh, I did yeah. not know this. Um, decides to like give the boat a little nudge <laughs> because obviously there's a shark there. And the kid falls over. And like the boat kind of, kind of gets pushed away a little bit. And Tina's like, well, what the hell is this? You know, she's looking and all of a sudden here comes the, the fan. Fin. Yep. Fin. And this fin is just. Swim, Eddie, swim. Yeah. <laughs> swim, Eddie, swim faster. And he's yeah. like. Yeah. And do you look at this kid? So look at this kid, Eddie, right? Look at how he's swimming. He's doing this thing where like his arms are just kind of like, they look like noodles.
1: He's definitely like hamming it up for the screen. Like he a normal kid, athletic teenager like that would have had a lot more experience in the water. Would have Eddie, swam look a lot behind you, him. dummy. Yeah. <laughs> swim your ass off, Eddie.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Eddie finally swims and he finally makes it to the boat only to get pulled under by the shark. But the fucking part that ruined me in this scene uh, was he pulls, yeah. like he's hanging onto the side of this little wooden-breaks boat. the boat off. Oh, it's and so gruesome. Breaks oh. the boat off because he's holding on so tight and the oh. shark just pulls him under and he fucking the side of the boat rips off. Holy well, he literally shit. was
1: death gripping the plank of the boat. To the point that he broke it off the boat. It's oh. chilling to think that that's like he's so <laughs> intent on saving himself that he, even when he's being chewed in half, his grip on the boat won't let go uh
0: it's it's it and i feel like that would really happen
1: and and that poor tina put that put tina in a catatonic state where she just grabbed that blanket curled up in the boat and just started praying for the shark to go away which it did which you know uh, i think maybe an homage to the book series where they're like this shark is like well i mean the books are a whole new different thing but uh there's subtle homages i think from the movies to the books uh and I think that's one of them where like she's praying for the shark to go away, and it goes away. Kind of like they're praying on the rafts later. The, Boys, like, please, the shark.
0: please yeah. go
1: away. Yeah, oh, and God. and th- that kind of lends to the book story. Like there's this whole thing about the shark being like this voodoo curse or whatever. And so it's all it gets really off the rails when you get deep into the books and stuff. But yeah. but yeah, that that scene is
0: chilling when you t- when you talk about a death scene. That's that's oh, up my there. God, it's it's. It, it it ended a lot worse than it began. Let me put it that. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. 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 Do, can one shark communicate with another? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, some questions are just shouldn't be asked. I'm yes, correct. So then it brings us, and and we're running a little long on time. So I'm, that's I'm fine. Gonna,
1: we'll spend a lot less time on the next two movies. I don't think I there's promise. a
0: whole lot to put into it, other than you know I saw Jaws three in the theater. Right. I yeah. saw it in the theater in 3D. I paid for I didn't sneak in like you, you criminal, but I paid <laughs> for it. I saw it and I, was, I, I liked it as a kid. I'm not going to lie. I, I, there's still a part of me that enjoys it today. I, I
1: still watch it. It's every year I watch all four Jaws movies
0: once. I get it because there's something so, first of all, the, the setting has changed, right? Now we're in SeaWorld. And like, I, yeah, I didn't even know if they said, did they say Orlando or Florida? Yeah, I believe,
1: I believe it was, yeah, at one point they, they you see the uh, SeaWorld Orlando. They, they did a lot of filming in SeaWorld Orlando for the movie. Yeah. So there's Orlando stuff in the background, you know, mm. bags with the Orlando logo and stuff. So it's supposed to be World Orlando, but magically now it's on the coast instead of inland.
0: Inland, right, where SeaWorld exists. But there's something so, there's a couple characters and actually three characters I'm going to pinpoint in this. You know what? I'll even say fucking four characters okay. that are that, that are so compelling to watch. They make the movie. Okay, number one is Lewis Gossett Jr.
1: Uh, Calvin Bouchard. Calvin
0: Bouchard. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is the motherfucker in that movie. He is just oh, like, yeah. I I wanted to go work for Calvin Bouchard at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was just something about him. He was charismatic cousin. <laughs> right, I don't know, cousin. Well, <laughs> Calvin Bouchard, Lewis Gossett Jr. Incredible, like he he helps save the film. Okay,
1: yeah he he is a he is an excellent like strict boss type. You know, you know ain't no, ain't no damn fish. Kill the damn <laughs> fish. <laughs> Put it in the filtration pipe. Turn it off. Suffocate. No
0: you. grenades. <laughs> I mean, I everything- like, I like his character. I do too. I really do too. I, I there was a lot of things he did. That just his delivery on things mm-hmm. made it pleasant to. to like, be he's watching a
1: great him. actor. He's just a great actor. Like if you if you if you haven't seen Louis Gossett Jr. in movies, you're missing out. Like in Iron Eagle, he had an amazing character. Probably probably my favorite Louis Gossett Jr movie was iron eagle but i loved his appearance in jaws 3 it's one of the shining moments of the movie
0: it was great Mm -hmm. another one is a guy named simon McCorkindale. right? Uh,
1: philip fitzroyce
0: philip fitzroyce now this Uh, son of a bitch
1: arrogant son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) the queen's best
0: (laughs) and and you like i never really understood what the fuck he was really doing there because he was there to film some stuff but apparently he had all these explosives with him and shit. You know what
1: though? That character's interesting because in the beginning of the movie you think he's this arrogant, sarcastic son of a bitch and you hate him. But when the shit hits the fan he's like jumping in the water trying to save people and stuff. Like he's he ends like up being him. a lot more heroic than he poor don't yeah if you've never watched the whole movie and you've seen scenes and you're like oh that's pompous asshole he actually rede- does a lot of redemption even though he's got an ego and his ego eventually gets him killed yeah. like he's jumping in the water with a giant shark in the water trying to save people and pull them out of the water he's quite actually i, liked him.
0: The movie. I yeah. liked him a lot
1: yeah i i feel like they tried to portray him as like like an anti like kind of like a villain just kind of like like lewis gossip jr's character you know trying to make money off the shark and disregarding what the scientists are saying to make the money you know but both of them also have redeeming qualities and care about people so they kind of they kind of flip the script on them they start them off one way and end a different way which i i enjoyed with the movie i enjoyed that that part of it
0: the next one is another character referred to as shelby overman Look, for he the, didn't have much for the 2 minutes this guy was in it all <laughs> i all i have to say all right all i have to say is there is a scene very early in this film okay <laughs> and it's probably within the first 7 or 8 minutes of the movie something like that mm. and you know, Dennis Quaid's character is is telling people, hey, I need you guys to to do some work. Don't get any overtime. No overtime. No overtime. He, no." He overtime. goes away on his old school stand up jet ski. Yeah. You know, and he's doing his thing. And I, I think right after that, there's there's a group of water skiers that are doing their practices. And it's like they're doing this big, you know, yep. fascinating. It's like a cheerleader pyramid, but on water skis and they drive by right. this fucking guy this Shelby Overman guy and you have to see it to fucking believe it you, you, Pete, you know what i'm talking about I do, right I do. he's standing up on the dock the sun is perfect <laughs> it's shining down and he's 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 just <laughs> I can I can't even do it justice. You got to see it and you'll know why this is like one of the the one of the best characters in this movie is because of Shelby Overman likes to pose on the dock. That's all I'm to Yeah. And then of course yeah. the great Dennis Quaid. He
1: looked like he was a bodybuilder of some type. I mean very ripped, very tan. He he was like the epitome of your Florida. Go
0: on. Go on. Yeah.
1: So, you know, he does a little flexing for the for the girls. He he's a, he's, he's a girl. He Based on his girlfriend's reaction when he didn't show up that uh, night, uh, you could tell that Shelby Overman he got around. He was you very are
0: popular. Playing it, he might. Oh my god! <laughs> he, you just got to see. You just got to see this one scene in the first seven minutes of the movie, and you're just going to be like, "Well, I get it. I see. I see what they were talking about." <laughs> and then of course, Dennis Quaid, who is I'd watch. I'd watch Dennis Quaid taking a shit. While at an insurance seminar, he's that you know, entertaining.
1: I, I thought Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong's portrayal as a, as a couple working in this car was was interesting. Like they played well off each other. They were a cute couple. They 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 had you could almost believe that you thought that they were a real couple. Like they yeah. their interactions with each other, they were the good. way they talked, yeah, they were good. Even his little brother, I mean, Sean Brody. I mean, John Punch. You don't know John Punch. He's not a big
0: actor. He, <laughs> He's, he did Jaws 3 and then one other thing.
1: Yeah, like you don't know him. But his love interest, Leah Thompson, you've probably heard of uh, uh, from Back to the Future fame and whatnot. I, I thought the four of them as a dynamic, as the lead, you know, the lead players in this Mm -hmm. was good i they were funny there was some funny scenes where they're all making out and drinking beers and and it was definitely uh uh, you could feel that 80s vibe in this movie that they really did a good job of portraying this like family weird dynamic and and how things were back in that time it was a lot more carefree and
0: jaws 3 is the fun like the fun cousin of the Jaws movies, it's like the cousin that comes in and like you know you have fun doing a thing. Jaws three is the fun version of of the Jaws franchise.
1: Yeah, if you cut it out really the three D crap, if it had just not been three D, if it was just Jaws and they cut out the weird three D scenes and the really un a fake looking three D scene when the shark breaks through the glass at the end of the movie, so like those was actually what killed the movie for me. Like as far as you know, it was it, stupid. All it? of the Jaws movies up until that point were somewhat believable. Special effects were decent for the time, and they made you believe that this could really happen well jaws 3 takes all that out the window because what happens in jaws 3 could would never happen in a billion years but the the bad effects made it worse like you mean there's
0: a megalodon sized shark inside of the park and no one knew it no
1: one knows about it yeah exactly right so
0: if you look at the so the idea and again not going to give you the entire you know plot folks i mean go see it for yourself but the idea is there's there's they find a great white shark in the park and they go oh my god there's a great white and and it's like Ten feet long, right? Right. It's a small one. It's normal size shark. It's a normal size shark, and you go, oh, they they found it and they capture it. Oh my gosh! And they try to they try to put it in captivity, and they put it and then blah blah blah, and then yes. it turns out that was the baby that was born in the park. And
1: sh- but so that means was killed inside, inside the, park. the park.
0: That means the, <laughs> the mother, mother is, inside is inside inside the, the
1: park. park. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is a little corny. I mean it she is, definitely it is, is overdramatic with that scene,
0: but Yeah. Yeah, because she But just the movie's goes. fun. Like and the then, movie's at, fun. And then at that point, after like Bess Armstrong does this big, you know, exposition reveal of like, that was the shark, and it's, there's another shark. And then, like, suddenly this big shark will uh, start appearing, you know, everywhere now. And, you know, at some point they show it, and it is like fucking. 65 feet long
1: (laughs) it's ridiculous like and the funny part is they try to build some dramatic scenes where like there's people stuck in an underwater tube and they make you think that maybe the shark's in there but the shark's like 15 times bigger than the entire room so it's like do you know the shark's not in there because there's like it's like a 20 foot room and it's like a 35 foot shark that's so big that you couldn't even submerge it in like 5 feet of water where they're standing in so there's some weird spots in the movie that kind of (laughs) like what the hell were you guys thinking like
0: I mean this the size of it at the end, when it, it like, I I can't even explain it. I mean, there, first of all, there's a man inside the shark's mouth, right? Like, like and it's not even a big
1: part of the mouth. It's like at the corner of the jaw. The guy's I, in the. Yeah.
0: It's megalodon proportions. That's all I'm it, saying. almost. I mean, it is
1: third every bit of thirty-five to forty <laughs> feet, whereas the original Jaws was only like twenty-five feet. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. The Jaws one, Brody says uh, it's a or. Um, Hooper says it's 20 feet and uh, Quint goes 25. Yeah. Yeah. And Jaws 2
1: is led to believe it's a similar size shark to Jaws Yeah, I
0: I would have said similar size to Jaws 1, for sure. This one is much
1: bigger. (laughs) As a matter of fact, (laughs) I can (laughs) tell you how much bigger it is because I actually have a life-size replica props of all four Jaws sharks. Uh and. The the shark the mother shark is the biggest one by far, and they actually made a small baby shark for the ten foot shark, and it is one third of the size of that other shark. So that the the jaws shark the the female jaws shark that gave birth to the in the third movie is like thirty plus feet long. Yeah, well, it's gigantic.
0: Point is, if you want to treat yourself, and it's not the scariest movie of all time, and it's a it's a fun little romp, you know, go see Jaws. Jaws yep. three rather yep. it's, it's, it's amusing. It's not bad. It's amusing. It's not bad. It's if I were to give
1: jaws an a plus and I gave jaws two a B or B plus jaws three, I'm giving like a C or C plus. I'm giving a solid C. Yeah. It's, it's right in that C plus C+ range. If you go into it as a popcorn flick where you're not going to take it too serious, you're not going to try to get jump scared, but you're going to get a few chuckles and you're going to see some pretty cool, you know, interactions with the cast the shark scenes are – weirdly, they got worse than they got better because the technology had gotten better at that time. Yeah. But I think it was because they tried to do it in 3D, and that that led to some really awkward 3D scenes. But if they had just filmed it like the original Jaws or Jaws 2, I think it would have been a pretty good movie because the idea of a shark captured in a theme park causing har- havoc is a pretty interesting idea. But – uh, they just yeah. lost their way. They just lost their yeah. way. If they'd had some of the original production people. Well, and they, writers, they
0: had nobody from the first yeah. film and, and or the second. And it would just, like I said, Jaws 3 was supposed to be called Jaws 3, People Zero. And it was yeah. supposed to be a comedy. So yeah. then they went a different direction. So, all right. Yeah. So that brings us mm. to, oh, God, what I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just... It, it, it if if Jaws one is an A plus, Jaws two is a B plus, Jaws three is a C, Jaws four is a fucking D minus. I mean now look. It is it is a D bad. for me.
1: It's what I give it. And it should get a D minus. The only reason I gave it a D is because it has the word Jaws in it. Um <laughs> it's hard hard for me to knock it. Jaws four the revenge or Jaws the Revenge. They just they they it got too much. It, it just went out too far. Like it brings back a few of the original cast, which is awesome. You see Ellen, you see Miss Kittner. you see the one lady from the from the board of directors with yes. the glasses. Yep. There's a few people that like come back Fitzy in Lee
0: Simmons or whatever. It,
1: it it's means. only it's only for like the first few scenes of the movie, and yep. then it's just Ellen and the rest of the Brody family, who's all been recast. It's not the same people from Jaws three. All new actors, Mario Van Peebles. Um, but the idea that this shark is got a vendetta against the family and it kills Michael. And like the opening scene of the movie, and no, cool. Sean or Sean, I'm sorry, Sean. And then it follows Ellen to Hawaii, even though it has Bahamas. no idea. Bahamas. Yeah. Bahamas. Sorry, Bahamas, but it has no idea that she's, it was filmed in Hawaii. I'm sorry. It was filmed in Hawaii, but it's actually supposed to be the Bahamas, but it's, there's no, absolutely no way it would know. She's flying in a plane. So it's like, it's just, it's so unbelievably it's stupid. dumb. <laughs> it's, it's stupid.
0: I mean, don't even try to justify it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like well, basically, the shark, the shark would know to, she's in a plane.
0: I mean, I she wouldn't
1: know if she's in a plane. And, and they show the plane flying off and they show the shark following the plane. It's like, come on now. Really? Like, it's, really?
0: It is really, really bad. And it's so bad. It's and it's it's so bad. It's infamous for a couple of things. And again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Jaws Four. But
1: Uh, Michael Caine's the big fish, though. He he did this movie Uh, to buy a house.
0: You mean Hoagie?
1: Hoagie. And it even said in the documentary, like he saw the script and he said, "Film location in Hawaii." And that's when he decided, "I'll do it. I'll get a payday. I've always wanted to shoot a movie in Hawaii." And it'll pay for my new mansion I'm building, and that's basically it. He got like 20 million or some ridiculous number for doing this film, and he basically built a house with it. And he was interviewed many years later saying, "Oh yeah, I've never even seen the movie, but it's garbage. But the house it built is amazing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and that's all you need to know about Jaws Revenge. Well,
0: and and you know, if you want to talk about cast members, it is the last Starfighter that fought Jaws, but
1: whatever. Yeah, that, I mean that is cool. Um, I I do like that guy. I, I thought he played a decent. Uh, he he decent- always
0: plays the exact same guy. He plays he the does. exact same guy in every movie, and he's fine. He's the nice guy who's like you know whatever. But the fact is, the fucking name? Lance something Lance, Lance fucking guest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the the thing that kills the entire it's the buzzkill. You know, it, it, for the Jaws stuff, I said I wasn't going to throw up softballs and talk about oh the speech and you know the the yeah, shark cage. Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, there's nothing but softballs for no,
1: Jaws. No, Jaws Revenge is all softballs. You, everybody so
0: talks. Everybody talks about the goddamn Roaring Shark. And what I mean yeah. by Roaring Shark is apparently when the when the shark jumps out of the water all the time, it roars.
1: Yeah, they, <laughs> looked, they took to, like a they took like a dinosaur roar and then gargled it, and that's the shark roar. It's it's it, stupid. All,
0: you know? all I gotta give you is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the ending right here. The idea is. Ellen Brody, like, like Pete said, is out for revenge on this shark because it's following her around the globe, which, okay. And, and so she steals a boat and she's going to take a, she's, she's now a sailor. Apparently she's a salty dog. And she's going to steal a boat, and she's going to know how to operate it, and she's going to take it out. Not
1: just any boat, but a big-ass boat with, like, sails oh. and winches and a, and one of the old-fashioned captain's wheels. Not not like a boat with, like, a, a, oh, a yeah. stick shift and it's a steering a wheel. Liner.
0: No, no. She, has, she has a boat from fucking—she has the Black Pearl. Is she's, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's
1: got the boat from the Goonies. She's got, she's got the fucking boat from the Goonies, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah she's a fucking pirate ship uh, captain now. So she takes this pirate ship out. And Pete's exactly right. This thing has, like, you have to set the sails and you have to drop the mainstay and pull in the stunsel. No, no. She knows how to do all this shit now, all of a sudden. So she takes this pirate ship out on the fucking sea and she's hunting a shark. Now, what is she going to do with no weapons, no depth charges, no partners on the boat, right? What she's going to do is she's going to find the shark. The shark's going to jump out of the water. And you know, like the bows of a boat, you know, sometimes they have a, a long pole or somewhere where you could stand. You know, like the fucking Titanic when you put the arms out, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, this fucking pirate ship didn't have that. It just had a a, a big, uh, looked like a, a, a fucking a big baseball bat like a big flagpole out on the end of the on the end of the boat right a blunt object (laughs) well apparently her idea is when the shark uh, look i'm jumping ahead she finds the shark shark keeps jumping out of the water she rams the fucking shark stabs it in the heart like some fucking moby dick novel and Mm -hmm. the shark explodes yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and the shark explodes now there was some kind of tracker on the shark that Mario Van Peebles' character was like pressing a button and it was causing the shark. No, to that like was jump that at. was
0: Lance Guest again. Oh, that Lance was Lance Guest. Guest was right. he was he was tapping it and trying to get the shark to do the thing? Yeah, and, and and let's remember about Mario Van Peebles. He was dead, but in some cuts of the movie, he comes back alive. Yeah, <laughs> not in every cut, but in some cuts, he's there at the end, and some he's is dead i don't yeah i don't and, know, you know the
1: crappy it. part is that the jaws video game from like nintendo had that like stab the shark and with the boat ending yes. to it which was yes. horrible because i wanted it to be more like the original movie not like the crappy revenge movie <laughs>
0: no it's i i yes i've seen and that is a hard game to play by the way if you that is it a is. tough game yeah. dude
1: it is i i, I very now, unforgiving i now own every jaws game i've gotten the original jaws uh N- nintendo game on my arcade machine I recently acquired a copy of the Jaws Unleashed PC version, so I can play it on my computer. So I've got that, which is not a bad game, although it was a little glitchy. But it's 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 better than the original. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, unfortunately, they took the the Jaws the Revenge as their catalyst for the movie for the yeah. video game, which which is sad because Jaws Revenge, in in every right's if it hadn't existed would the jaws franchise would be better off for it out of all the four all four movies could have stopped all four all all four movies and considering inflation and higher ticket prices you think well jaws the revenge probably grossed more money not because it was better but because it was just in a you know 15 years after but no original jaws in 1975 with cheaper tickets movie ticket prices grossed 470 million worldwide jaws 2 187 so less than that's like half.
0: avengers money in this day and age folks Yeah, that's
1: like avengers money in this day and age jaws 3 did less than half of jaws 2 at 87 million and jaws the revenge that had a budget that was well over what it earned i think they paid michael cain 20 million dollars it grossed 51 million worldwide <laughs> 51 so basically from one to two to three it basically halved itself 470 187 87 and then from three to four it, it, it dropped to like another 40 percent from 87 to 50 so you can see the, the the franchise declining over time it sucked which yeah and it sucked it did suck like i said it's a d and the only reason it's not a d minus or an f is because it's got the word jaws in it right. uh if it had never been made i would have been okay with the ending of jaws 3 um but if Jaws 3 and 4 had never been made and it was just the original Jaws 1 and 2, I think as a whole, the franchise is in a better position. And I think at that point, you would probably see people talking about making a new Jaws movie. But I think well, yeah. because of 3 and 4, I don't think we'll ever see another Jaws movie, which is sad to me.
0: I I, I, I hope the day may come. But alas, uh, you know it's. I want to see it well done. You know, I don't I want really a remake, will.
1: though. I want a new Jaws film. I don't want a remake because you cannot improve no. Jaws no. 1.
0: No, yeah. we we saw that with Point Break. You really
1: can't. Yeah, do it. you can't. I <laughs> well, want to see a new Jaws movie with yeah. new characters, a new shark. And no
0: I want to see, see a good Meg movie. <laughs> All
1: right, let's take a let's take one minute to talk about this Meg movie. It's okay. a good, fun shark movie. It's what I would call a summer popcorn flick. It's not meant to be Jaws, uh, but if I were to rank jaw the Meg movie with the Jaws movies. I'm putting it right behind Jaws 2 ahead of Jaws 3 in Revenge.
0: It also clearly wasn't meant to be the book that it was uh, derived from.
1: <laughs> no, now the book is 100 times better. And I'll tell you, the new Meg movie they're making is based off the second and third novel in the in the Steve Alton series. Now, the books are great. And, and, and I haven't gotten through all of them yet. There's like seven of them now. Uh, and he's making a new one as well. The but- last
0: one I read was Generations.
1: That's the yeah that that's that's the sixth book in the in the film. Mm-hmm. There are, he's working on the seventh. Um, <sighs> the, I've read the first four, and I'm working. I just I don't know why I haven't read the fifth and sixth. I should because I've had them for a long time. I just haven't got around to. It. But the first four Meg books are really good. So if the second Meg movie is more into the books than it is – like the first one was made in order to be popular and hopefully make enough money so they could continue the series. I'm hoping the next one is more along the book line because the Meg series is a great read. If you like good novels and drama and and some sharks in it, it's really – I could
0: not put the first two books down. I could not put the first two down. They were – great. Fantastic. They were fucking fantastic. I love. to have. We've had this conversation. I mean, I love those books, and I the the, the series does get worse as it goes on. I think. Yeah, I figured as much. It's. Ew. The, the, well, you know if you you after about the third book, you go, oh, I get what they're doing. I see the progression, I see what's going on. you know, it starts off with the main character, then it talks about another character, then the third book's about another character, then so on and so forth. Well, mm-hmm. at some point you run out of interesting characters. you shouldn't make a book about them, but yeah, nonetheless, the first two books were phenomenal reads and look I it's it's no, it's not fucking war and peace and no, it's not it, it's a movie about a megalodon, however, or a book about a megalodon. But the way it is written and the story that is told is very much realistic. It's like, yes. you know, it's it's not terrorizing a beach. It's it's not doing that. It's like, hey, they capture it. <laughs> you know, they put it in a stadium and then just shit happens. You know, it's like, it's, but it's very well written, I think. I really enjoyed it. I know you feel the same way. Now, yes, the absolutely. movie, <sighs> I, I talk think about... Talk about high hopes, my friend. Yeah, we, let's let's also point out Is that that you and why I,
1: you're skeptical of Man Eater because of what no, the Meg did. No, are you worried? No, you,
0: no, no. Okay. One has nothing to do with the other. Okay, all right. However, no, my, my the my skepticism on Man Eater comes from you know 42 years of playing video games. Okay, um,
1: fair enough, fair enough.
0: However, however, the, when when you and I are, it's funny because sometimes I'll go on this like fan page. I don't do a lot of fan pages. I maybe do like three you know, out of all the shit I look at online. And every now and then I, I belong to the Steve Alton fan page. About <laughs> and every now and then I go on there and I'm like, Hey, there's fucking Pete. <laughs> hey, there's there's oh, yeah. a guy I know on, on this random fan page. And mm-hmm. I, it's just weird. But w- this, this, this Meg book came out like 20 years ago. I don't know. It a oh, yeah. long it's just, time ago. Uh,
1: it's, a, it's an old book. Yeah. The original it's a, book. is It's
0: no. an older book. And you know, there was like, following this fan page from like the early 2000s there was like chatter of like they're gonna make a movie they're gonna make a movie and i was like oh great
1: the book came out in 97 he started brokering movie deals in the early 2000s and the license just kept going back and forth and 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 at one point like in the mid 2000s they were gonna do it and then it got canceled and then it got moved and then this chinese firm bought it and made the one that we've seen you know a couple years ago in 2018 but (sighs) yeah but but yeah the movie was originally it was i mean this movie has been rumored for 20 years now at this point you know from 97 to 2017 until finally it got made in 2018
0: and so it was very exciting when like i saw like my first still from the movie i'm like holy shit it really is being made oh my god you know the shark looked good the shark looked good it it looked good ish and it was you know ish i mean it looked okay it looked it looked better than you know some other stuff it looked good but like deep blue sea sharks are still up there for me yeah um, they look
1: good too uh, the first one not the, the first
0: one. one not the garbage dumpster yeah. fire
1: and it? you know they're making a deep blue sea 3 it was announced i
0: know i know mm, rated r with
1: ll Ju cool j and thomas Jane back in so they're coming back to reprise their roles so i'm okay uh, with that I'm okay with that too. I, I like Deep Lucy. The first one I liked, second one I didn't like. Third one, if it's got Thomas and, and LL Cool J, I'm in because I are like. They, LL are they cool. going to have
0: um, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, what's his uh, Michael? Uh, what's his nuts? Oh come on! I can't. I'm having such a brain fart today. I, I know. I am too. Name. I'm not.
1: I'm not thinking clearly. Jesus. No, I. Don't, I think those are the only two from the original that are coming. I was
0: going to say. Well, the other guy's a corpse. I was hoping they'd bring him. Yeah,
1: back. they're all. Everyone else is dead except for those two.
0: <laughs> However, I I do think that the. Uh, the fucking Meg had such good, like I was on board, right? It was totally on board. And then it just, it was, it was a letdown. It was okay. It was, I give it a solid like five. It was a five out of 10 for me. So it's right?
1: a C movie for you, basically? It, C minus somewhere well,
0: in there? Well, 50% would be a fail. <laughs>
1: That'd
0: be, be a fail grade for me. Do you really give it an F. Do you really give it an F? Well, I give it I give it a five out of ten. So I would you know putting it into you know A, B, C, D. Yeah, I it for me, it's about a C. It's it's okay. probably a C minus. Okay. Um, I, I I wanted to love it so bad, but I just I said I've seen it like three or four times. And look, the setup was cool. It was cool, but then like, you know what bothers me? is he didn't take it seriously like the the rain wilson stuff that none of that shit was in the book it was d- totally stupid no and all, I know. like the dumb one-liney shit it was just like ugh, god you know and then just ruby rose no thanks
1: yeah yeah i i admit there's after after reading the books the movie let me down as well as far as what i was hoping for as a book adaptation but if you just take the movie on its own merit Considering the kind of shark movies we've gotten fair. in the last ten years,
0: fair. fair. It's ahead
1: that. of any Sharknado movie. It's ahead of any oh, two-headed yeah. shark Come versus on. dragon that's not movie. Even, that's,
0: Meg is. It's, it, those aren't even in the same category.
1: It, it's better than Deep Blue Sea Two. It's better than a lot of the stuff. The only it was not recent, better than
0: Deep Blue Sea. No, it not, was not. So, I said
1: Deep Blue Sea Two. No. Oh, and, I know
0: you did. I'm just pointing uh, it out. Like Deep Blue Sea was actually. I mean, it wasn't it's, bad. It's not it was, bad, but
1: but but when you look at what we've gotten over the last twenty years. It's been a lot of shit movies with the exception of the Shallows and the 47 Meters Down movies. The Meg is right up there as far as there's that and then the rest. So if you're looking at shark movies, it's Jaws 1 and 2, and for some people like me and Jason, Jaws 3. You've got Deep <laughs> Blue Sea, you've got The Meg, and you've got Shallows and the 247 Meters Down movies. Outside of that, everything else, I, I believe, unless there's something I'm missing, which I'm probably not, it's pretty bad. Like
0: Rappaport was the guy I was thinking of. I couldn't think of his fucking name, Rampaport.
1: Yeah, it's it's all bad. Like it's 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 Sharknado crap. It's these B movie like shark killing zombie. Yeah, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's all crap that you see on sci-fi movie, sci-fi channel like 2 a.m. or it's straight to DVD crap. Like we don't get maybe one shark movie every five to 10 years. Most of them are bad. Every once in a while, you get a Hollywood quality production movie that actually has a decent cast. And The Meg did that. It had a pretty good cast. It wasn't, if you're looking for a book adaptation, it's not that. But if you don't, if you hadn't read the book and you just took it as a shark movie, Considering what we've gotten, I was actually happy with it. I yeah, was just- and I'll, I'll,
0: I'll give you that—that—that—that that, that, that isn't totally out of line. If you hadn't read the, I mean, look, the book's completely ruined that movie, so you can't, you know, whatever. But that's usually the case with any book. You know, look at Jaws.
1: It. Look at yeah. Jaws. The original Jaws book has mafia dealings. It has affairs. It has. It has. There's so much shit in the Jaws book that never happened in the movie. I'm sure people back then that had read the Jaws bestselling book and went and saw the movie were like, oh my God, that was nothing like the movie. Right. Now, granted, it aged into one of the classics of all time. And even though it was a hit back then, I bet you there was people bitching back then that it was they they didn't have the, the love affair with Hooper and Ellen Brody. They didn't have the mafia ties and all that stuff. You know, there's people probably bitching it. it wasn't like the book. Uh, Could have been. Meg is exactly like that. The, it takes some stuff from the book and some of the names of the characters from the book. But it is not like if you watch the Meg movie, you have no idea what's going to happen in Meg the Meg book. It's completely different.
0: True, true true but well look buddy i th- i think we've covered a lot in terms of uh shark films and quite frankly like the meat of this is jaws 1 and 2 let's let's yeah, yeah. be honest right it is
1: it is okay i mean if anything comes out of this 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 show you should take that not all of the jaws movies are bad the jaws 1 movie is good Jaws 2 is a pretty good flick, and if you gave up on it because you heard people say, oh, the only good Jaws movie is Jaws, do yourself a favor, watch Jaws 2, watch Jaws 3. If you want to skip Jaws the Revenge, fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> but but watch the first three Jaws movies, but go into the second and third as just I want an entertaining shark flick. And you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it.
0: Yeah,
1: um I agree. And the Meg, give the Meg a shot. If give you me haven't a shot. read the book, if you haven't read the book, watch it because you'll find it an entertaining movie. If you've read the book, just realize it's not a it's not an adaptation.
0: Right. Fair enough. And,
1: and check out Man Eater on Friday because I want that game to do well enough that they'll make DLC and make a Maneater too. And they can't do that unless the game does well. So
0: what what point are you and I going to get on the phone together on Friday?
1: I have Friday and Monday off because Monday's uh, Memorial Day. So we had it off anyway. And I had mm-hmm. already I, mean, I hadn't taken many days off during this whole shutdown stuff. And so I told my boss, I'm like, hey, if, if I if we're good Friday, I'm going to take it off. You know, uh, I need a day of just like sitting in front of the xbox all day you know my wife's gonna take my daughter out uh to do stuff and go visit her grandparents so i'm actually gonna have like the house to myself so i'll okay. be on playing man eater on xbox all, right. all day friday so
0: I, I will look for a review on uh starting let's put it this way starting on thursday i will look for a review and okay. then uh we will we will collaborate once again. You right? know
1: what? Call me Friday morning because I'm gonna my download is open at twelve o'clock on Thursday night, so I'll have already played like two or three hours okay. of it. So okay. I will give you my personal review and I'll try to be as honest as possible because obviously you'll be able to play it and say, You're full of shit, Pete. So I'll give you my <laughs> honest review. <laughs> All right. Because I'll probably I'll probably play like two hours Friday night till like two or three in the morning. I'll go to bed and then I'll probably wake up at like eight o'clock and get right back on. And I'm okay. my goal is to play it. The whole weekend. Like, I'm well, just... I'm,
0: I'm going to be up Friday morning. I'll be up about 6 a.m. Okay. All right? I'm which going is to nine t- my time. Which is nine your time. You're going to be wide awake, bushy, tailed, and bright-eyed. Oh, and... God,
1: yeah. I may not even sleep. Let's face it. I've been waiting for this game for like two years now, so I'm super excited about it. All so. right.
0: First thing I'm going to do Friday morning is send you one of those fun pictures I like to send you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Son of a bitch.
0: And then second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you about Man Eater.
1: Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you my honest honest right. honest initial thoughts after playing for the first three or four hours of gameplay. I'll give you my honest thoughts but I really believe the embargo is gonna end either Thursday night or Friday morning so you'll probably see a flood of YouTube videos that you could watch to get a, a, a unbiased opinion because you know me it's shark. Uh, and we didn't agree on the Meg, so it's possible we won't agree on the video game, but I'll I'll, I'll
0: give it a fair shot though. A hundred percent, a fair, fair shot. So I'm hoping again, I'm hoping I'm wrong, man. All right. Yeah, I, I do too. Well, look, Pete Shirey, you're a, you're a JAWS expert. You, you do it all. You, you know, everything you should put up some pictures on Brenzor's dead of your, uh, of your, of your room with all your sharks.
1: I will. I, I'll have to wait a little bit because my my. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. funny story, a quick one. I know we got to go, but the arcade machine guy called me and said, Hey, we're doing a new update. We're upgrading the iOS to windows 10. And because of that, we're going to be able to like, get into bigger games now, like Xbox catalog, Xbox 360 catalog. He said, you want to send in your stuff for an update. You buy a machine with this guy, you get updates for life for free. I just got paid mm-hmm. shipping. I'm like, awesome. I'm like, just so happens there's a game I want called Maneater that comes out on PC on May 22nd. I said, can you take a look at the website and tell me if you think it's something that if I bought a PC copy of it, you could put it on my machine. So he goes and checks the website. He says, yeah, if you want to PayPal me, I'll buy the game. I'll install it on your computer, the computer, that he, the hard drive that I'm I'm getting on my machine. So when I get my arcade machine back together, because it's apart right now, I had to send in my hard drives. Uh, at the end of the month, I will actually have Man eater on my Jaws arcade machine.
0: Just take some pictures of the sharks and your Jaws stuff.
1: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> well, uh, the don't point care is about my... your
0: plights of hard drives. Just uh, my
1: I, I, my my basement's apart right now. I've got a bunch of stuff, but I will get pictures for you. I've got pictures from I, like I, I, last
0: you, year. I don't need you to put a video walkthrough.
1: <laughs> <Just take laughs> hey, I did that photo. for you. I I will take photos and I will send them to you, and you can edit and do whatever you want with them and put All them right, wherever right, you right. want.
0: All I right. Well, you. look. It was, a, it was a good hour and 55 minutes and 49 It was a long show we've ever barely, done.
1: We barely scratched the surface. I could go for another hour. Or I
0: shark know. Movies. Fuck. But I know. I know. Right, At some point, I fine. have to be considerate of my listeners' time.
1: That's fine. If you need <laughs> to edit out some of my ramblings, just go for it.
0: <laughs> All right. Look, uh, clearly, we're we on to something. We're going to have to do it again.
1: Yep. Right. I'm, I'm I'm in there. Anytime, brother.
0: All right, brother. I love you. Love you, Stay you too, safe. Man. You take care. I will, care. you too. All right. All right. I'll talk Jaws to you soon. on, baby. Talk to you Shark Friday. On. Talk Shark on. on. Shark <laughs> Friday. You talk to your Friday morning while I'm using my squatty body? Yes, you do. You're sending me your pictures of uh, flowers and daffodils. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks. Brenzor here. Hey, listen. You know, I love providing content for you. I really do. It's. It's enjoyable. I have a good time doing it. I I feel like you're enjoying it because I get a lot of comments and I get a lot of messages and I get a lot of people saying, hey, this is is awesome. I really like what you're doing. Keep it up. So listen, if you can support the show, I'd appreciate you doing so. Head over to the Facebook page. You'll see the link on Anchor. Click on it. If you want to support the show, go for it. Donate a buck. Do what you got to do. I appreciate it in this weird time. But if You know, if you do and, um, you know, I get enough support, I could start uh, maybe uh, leveling up the show production a little bit. What do you think? All right. Well, look, if you want to and you can, I'd appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'll leave it at that. Go to my Facebook page. (laughs) Brenzor's dead on Facebook. You'll see the link at the top for the anchor site. Which is anchor.fm forward slash Jason dash Brenner. Boy, that wasn't a mouthful. Anyway, go over to Facebook. You'll see it. Click on it. There's a support button. Support the show. Dunkah. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye.